Welcome to the Modern Rustic. I'm Russell. I'm Zach. We are a community-based podcast from the heart of the Fraser Valley, where we have classic conversations about our current culture and the impact we have on it. So you know Rebecca through the Young Farmers? I do, yes. Yeah. And you know Rebecca? Uh, she's one of my best friends. Um, I've known her. I met her because I've been in the um, infrastructure industry for like since 2009. So okay. I was working for um, Iconics, which is in Langley, and her dad, like the farm, always goes there to buy parts and stuff. And she's like my only female customer. <laughs> and so we were just chatting one day. We both have a daughter the same age, you know, both similar lifestyles. We're both divorced and single moms. And yeah, we just got together and took the kids to the zoo one day and been friends ever since. Fantastic. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself to everybody? All right. Uh, my name is Jackie Atwell. I live in Abbotsford. I work for a company called Bar Plastics. We do um, tanks, septic tanks, stormwater infiltration, um, rainwater harvesting. I have a daughter. She will be eight at the end of the month on the 29th. Uh, having her birthday this coming Saturday. Ooh. Yeah, super excited. Uh, now it's supposed to rain, but I figure the kids aren't going to care because it's, it's... They usually don't. Yeah. No, not at eight. No. no, but then she decided last minute yesterday because she just came home yesterday from her dad's and she's like, Mom, I want to invite some of my friends from my class. And like originally it was just going to be like family and friends. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, we better start getting invitations together. And so here we are, late at night, writing invitations out, like handmade cards. And so we get to the school, and she's handing them out to her friends. And, yeah, I forgot to put the date in. Oh, so the moms, no. the moms were coming up to me, and we're like, oh, what's the date? I'm like, oh, shoot, it's Saturday. <laughs> and they're like, okay, yeah, no problem. And one of the moms, that like her friend Roman, is a teacher. Mm. And I was just like, mom fail right there. It's just like... And so they're all asking me. <laughs> so now I'm like, so I was like, what am I going to do if it rains? So I was like, maybe I'll just like get a bouncy castle, mm. which is so much fun. But then I got in contact with a guy. That's like $400. That's a for lot. a bouncy castle? For a bouncy castle. Jeez. Just yeah. to rent it for the day. Just to rent it yeah. for the day. Give it, they do set it up and take it down. Well, that's, that's still a lot of money for one day. Yeah. And my gift to her for her eighth birthday I'm taking her to Disneyland in August. Uh, oh. So, ooh, bouncy castle, let's just blow some balloons, like skip rope <laughs> yeah. competition. I yeah. don't know. So, I mean, at eight years old, kids don't really care. No. Like, do they have a bouncy castle or just give them some cardboard boxes to play with? Yeah, or whatever. yeah exactly. So I'm looking on Amazon and hoping to get... The... Okay, as a parent, do you guys have kids? No. Uh, I have... You? Yeah, my son's going to be a year in like two weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as a parent, there's... We all did slip and slide, right? Mm. You guys know what a slip and slide is? I know what a slip and slide, Okay, yeah. so on Amazon, they have a slip and slide that is like a race, and there's like three people. I think it's like five feet wide, and like three people go down on a boogie board. You just don't go down on your own anymore. Like when we were kids, no, you have boogie boards. Okay. And I have like a slight incline in my backyard. I was like, that would be so much fun, just sitting back there and watching them like <laughs> they they do have like a block in at the end yeah. so like you know like in our age like there was nothing like you hit the fence you hit the fence <laughs> so, yeah. i think that would be kind of fun so mm. i'm looking into that i think the yeah. bouncy castle might be out 
Yeah, you know. that's fair. Honestly, kind of overrated bouncy castles. Yeah. Were yeah. they really all that fun when you were a kid? Yeah. And you know, let somebody else pay for it, you know? Pay yeah. 10 bucks to go into a bouncy castle. Right. Yeah. 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 I ordered one for when her third birthday, she had a Peppa Pig themed party. Ooh. It was a lot of fun. And yes, the kids loved it because they were so much younger. You know, so there's a, like the age group's going to be like, there's going to be a one year old there. And then there's going to be like, you know, a 12 year old. So, so, yeah. okay. So you've had what, you know, eight or nine birthday parties. already, yes. Right. So what's the, what do you see as like the popular birthday themes as you, as they grow up? I've never really done big birthdays for Kennedy. Like that's okay. my daughter's name. Um, last year we just, we booked a room at a pool, mm-hmm. uh, the pool in Abbotsford. I can't remember the name of it. And then we just had like a room. We I ordered pizza and then the kids went swimming. So I've never really done extravagant things for her because like she gets things from me, like extravagant things throughout the year. Right. Mm. So like birthday, like this year is a little tough though, because like with the kid thing from the school. <laughs> yeah. And I, in like, honestly, I, I never take her to school because I'm working all the time. So my mom, I drop her off with my mom, and then my mom takes her to school and picks her up. So I'm never there. So mm. I don't know the mom. Right. <laughs> yeah. They see me like once in a blue moon. They're like, oh, there's Kenny's mom. <laughs> but mm. yeah, this year's going to be a little tough, especially if her friends from school come. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm good with all the other kids because it's like my nieces and nephews and good friends' kids. So Yeah. Yeah, less pressure. Yeah. But now she wants that, her like, people around. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so then sometimes we've had it at, like, I used to live in Langley, so we've had it at Langley Event Center, like, just at the park area, like, get get a picnic table, mm-hmm. you know, do some hamburgers, hot dogs, people come by, and that's it, then you pack up and leave. Right. But this is just going to be a little bit different. Yeah, so you see that changing, like, in your own daughter, that's like, okay, now she's becoming more social, and she has different yeah. priorities. Interesting. And she's really come out of her shell this year, like, last year. She was kind of like an introvert, right? Like she, mm. she wouldn't, didn't really have any friends. Like she just kind of like, I'm like, oh, what'd you do on your lunch break? Oh, I just played by myself. And that's kind of sad as a parent because you're like, oh, like mm-hmm. I was fine, mom. I just swang on the swings or went on the monkey bars. That was her thing. And then this year, like I drop her off and she's like running up to her friends and like, I'm like, oh, it's like a different child. Mm-hmm. So it's super great to see though. Mm. Super Interesting. Great. Oh, mm. that's so encouraging. It is. Yeah, it's such a journey, right? It is. She's like, okay, how long before you make your, you know, how long before she has her first, like, best friend? And then Mm -hmm. how long before it's a different best friend? And then, oh, very fun. Yeah, she has a best friend right now. And, like, those, she talks about her all the time. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, Mom, I have a crush. This is Roman that's coming to. She invited two boys to the birthday. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Now, and um, and Roman will be there as long as his mom does not go into labor because apparently she's due to have a baby. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> interesting. I uh, This is a tangent, but I had a, 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 a class reunion yesterday, or Ooh. two days ago for my class. I organized the whole thing. But um, there, my, my cousin was also in my grade, and his wife was due to give birth that day yeah and she's they still came to the reunion oh I'm wow like, what are you doing here she's like i don't know it's not coming yet so what year was that like how it, 10 years 10 years yeah. i never went to any of my graduate my high school graduation classes because okay i was born and raised in 100 mile oh yeah so like they all they all organized it but 
It's a trek. Yeah, I moved down here in 2004, and I was just like, it is a trek. As much as, like, I have them on Facebook, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and the further you go, I mean, it, it depends how close you are with some of them or mm-hmm. whatever it is, but, yeah. yeah, life gets in the way. Exactly. Right? We had less than half of our graduating class there, and it that was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't expect that much. That's cool, though. Yeah. What'd you guys do? Uh, basically just like a catered dinner and, you know, decorations and all that jazz. We had, uh, a couple of teachers from this, from our school year speak, uh, did a little like bit and, uh, that was fun. And then we did like a, like a trivia themed trivia from the year we graduated. Mm-hmm. So like, Oh, what was the hit music on the year we graduated? And what, what was this guy's name? And that guy's also that kind of fun stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then, um, the school that I went to, they basically like did a huge renovation mm-hmm. so we like toured around the new re- renovation and yeah. saw the upkeep and all that nice um yeah it was just fun oh and the, the food was amazing we had this like this uh stolo catering if anyone is interested but oh. they they completely first nations owned and operated mm-hmm. and they the salmon that they made oh i was, can imagine oh incredible absolutely incredible so everyone was happy for with food at least awesome so. Oh, I love food. Yeah. It's like, uh, food is my passion, honestly. Okay. My, my, my industry that I work in is one of my passions, but food, pff, love cooking. Love cooking. Interesting. So what, what is, was there a beginning to that or why? Um, when I still lived in 100 Mile, um, my, my boyfriend at the time, him, like we lived together. We bought a house. I bought my first house when I was like 20, 21. Wow. Yeah. And, and his mom was really into canning and like doing Christmas things. So we used to do like baskets together, you know, like we would make like blueberry syrup and, Mm. um, almond roca and all these things. Right. And then that would be my gifts to my family, like Mm. my parents and stuff. Right. And I loved it. And it was just so much fun. Like, just like, I still have the toilet, toilet roll, um, snowman that I made. I put out (laughs) every year. Super cute. Um, but yeah, so I really got into that and then I worked at the 108 Resort and Conference Center and I started there as a server and I just moved from server to bartender to, they asked me to be the front on the line. So, Mm. so the chef there taught me so many, so many things and that's where my passion like kind of became with cooking because I was like, I've done everything at this resort. I also did all catering functions, you know, weddings and stuff. So when they asked me, okay, would you like to work in the kitchen? I was like, oh yeah, please, <laughs> definitely put me in the kitchen. And I was like, they, they, they call you the saucière. So like there's the <laughs> grillionaire, the person who just like cooks all the meat and stuff. But you're, It's called a grillionaire? Yeah, well, that's what they called it there. I don't okay. know if that, that's probably not like the professional terminology <laughs> for it, but that's what they called it there. So okay. the person to, well, I guess to my left here or to my, yeah, to my left he would do, so an order came up and it was like a steak. So he would do the steak, any sauces, appetizers, that was all on me. Mm. So you are like plating the dishes. You are, yeah, you're mm. in charge of all the sauces, pastas, whatever. So yeah, so I got into, really got into cooking then, but I had a passion before, you know, like I'd have family members over and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make schnitzel with a mushroom sauce. You know what, I'm going to pair it with like, a pumpkin soup, something I've never made before. <laughs> wow. But I just, you just keep tasting and tasting and tasting until you're like, yes, that's exactly what it should taste like. And then, yeah, I just 
I've made so many so many recipes for Rebecca just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you want to come over? I'm making clam chowder. I've never made it before. Hopefully, it turns out. <laughs> you know, and it's the red clam chowder. Like that's the Manhattan, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh no, yeah. Boston. Boston. Manhattan, mm-hmm. I think so. No, I think Manhattan is the red one, and yeah. Boston is. Yeah, the yeah, one. you're right. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't I say. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so no, I had her over, and I was like, we can Google it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really what I do. It'll come to me eventually. So I was like, hey, I'm making this. you want to come over? And I had, like, a fresh sourdough. Mm. And, yeah. And then I had, like, a German dinner for her entire family. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know how big her family is. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I'd like to cook you guys dinner. And so I don't know if you know the um, Veronica's pierogies in Aldergrove. Veronica's pierogies. Uh, no. They I... make, like, proper German uh, pierogies. Like, so my my pierogies is... Um, cottage cheese like dry cottage cheese pierogies oh interesting yeah and then farmer sausage with that so anyways i was like okay and then there's a cream gravy not gonna give you the recipes if i'm the recipe that's fair so anyways i bought all the stuff went over there and i was like okay there is like a trick to eating pierogies this way so you have to put a little bit of apricot jam on top of the pierogi what with the cream gravy okay and everybody tried it and loved it Mm. It was, apricot jam yes it, it's just with the sweet and the smoky this because the, the sauce is like a smoky bacon flavor okay. but it's a cream sauce and then you, you got the jam that kind of it's just like a little bit of sweetness with mm. the smoky it just really complements it so yes mm. favorite memory growing up my grandma always made them and then she always had pat she made homemade ones like i buy them my mom will make them homemade and we'll all go over there and help her mm. but yeah i don't make them homemade I can make noodles. Like okay. Homemade noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't make pierogies. Hmm. I could, but... I, just, I tried once. Like, it took me four hours. It's dinner, so much, so much dinner was very late that night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you got to start that stuff first thing in the morning. Yeah. Like, you get up at six o'clock, you start rolling out your dough because everybody's going to have, like, you know, pierogies are, like, whatever, how big, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to have, like, five. At five. least, yeah. I could so, have 12 or 13, no problem. Yeah, you know Chimo's ones? Like, they're okay. They're okay. <laughs> But, yeah, everybody has, like, at least five, six, ten. Mm-hmm. They're so small. Yeah. We try to make ours a little bigger. That, that's good. As long as they're cooked properly. Oh. They, yeah. they, just salivating right now. Just <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't eat a lot today. So, this is, we didn't, we should have left this till the end. But, that's okay. Yeah. Was there ever any part of you that wanted to get into, like, cooking professionally long term? Or do you get more enjoyment out of it, just cooking for your friends and family? And I actually did want to go to the culinary school in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. But that meant not working. Mm. The tuition there. Sorry, guys. But the culinary school there. This <laughs> to, but at that time, it was, like, 40 grand. Yeah. You know, so you're not working. And then I yeah. have to go into Vancouver, and I just came back from Vancouver today, and oh my word, just going there gave me an anxiety. I just <laughs> right. don't like going to Vancouver. I don't know what it is. It gets worse every year. You know, when I'm there, I'm like, okay, if you're walking around, go there for a night, but not just, I had to go to the courts for some stuff for my daughter's passport. But yeah, so I ixnade that. And I was like, you know what? I'd just rather cook for people and then watch them enjoy it. Yeah. Because there's just such a such a pleasure watching people eat your food and i'm just like oh this is okay and they're just like oh this is like fantastic so wow. but i had the opportunity when i worked at the restaurant that every night i had to come up with a new dish so it had oh, wow. to be a, a seafood dish a chicken dish and a vegetarian dish oh wow 
So it's every just night. becomes second nature to you yes. just come up with something new. Yeah. So like at night for a vegetarian dish, like one of the ones that I would do would be like, like a stuffed portobello mushroom, you Ooh. know, with a gremolata on top, you know, and then like a seafood dish. One of my favorite ones was like a seared salmon and then topped with like a salsa, like a strawberry um, kiwi salsa with mm. still with the red onions and, and cilantro and then with a little hollandaise sauce on top. Oh, hmm. that was like that was a huge hit. Amazing. So yeah. have you ever had just an absolute bust? Like the like you tried something and it failed miserably. Oh, for myself all the time. Um, yeah. My daughter does not like my cooking. <laughs> really? Uh, no, she doesn't. Eat. You know what she likes? Okay, homemade craft dinner. I'm doing the whole like quoting <laughs> things. Yeah. Okay, you know the Cracker Barrel stuff? Yeah. yeah. It's not craft dinner. It's Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. She loves it. Really? Yeah. She's like, Mom, can you make homemade craft or homemade mac and cheese? I'm like, no problem. <laughs> Comes with its own thickening seasoning. Yeah. You know, like, it has nothing to it. Uh, yeah, she's she's tough to cook for. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's usually the case, right? The yeah. people closest to you are the hardest to cook for, especially your kids. Oh, yeah. 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 And then her palate will change and she'll oh, probably for sure. appreciate more as she gets older, but. But I come from a family that is huge in cooking. My dad is an amazing cook. The same with my mom. My brother loves cooking. My sister is fantastic. Like, I'm not, I'm a single mom, so I don't do the sit-down dinner like my sister and my brother do. So every day my sister and my brother, well, not so much my brother because he works a lot. Uh, My sister always comes home and makes, like, a full sit-down meal. I don't know how she does it. She has three kids. Like, kudos, like, unbelievable. Works full-time. (laughs) <laughs> me i come home i'm like okay uh kenny what do you want tonight <laughs> no. so but you know what i do meal prep for her every sunday i make her breakfast sandwiches so she has breakfast sandwiches every morning and whatever she wants for lunch there's always like just never fruit because you don't eat it but there's always like little treats in there she loves it so amazing yeah Oh, that's so nice that she, knowing that she's going to have that care through her whole lo- growing up period. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, someone took the time and appreciated me yep. enough to give me little treats. and Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And Sundays, like, is my day to do my meal prep. Like, I don't normally go anywhere on Sundays. So if it's, like, when it's cooler, it's most likely more in the wintertime. I make homemade chicken noodle soup. I get a raw chicken, and I make homemade chicken noodle soup for her. She loves it. Mm. And, you know, she gets her vegetables. And yeah, the teachers mm. even say to me, she just loves your soup. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's great. Now, right now it's too hot to eat that kind of stuff. So today she had her homemade mac and cheese and, yeah. and got her muffins and she got her yogurt drinks. You know, she likes her yogurt drinks. Those are, I mean, I love the yogurt drinks yeah, too. She, funny enough, she likes the banana strawberry one, the lactose free one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I didn't, I, I don't like banana myself, but hey. Banana is such an overpowering flavor. Ugh. Like, if you put it, in, like, a little bit in anything, and it's, it's like putting ketchup on something. All you taste is the ketchup. Yeah. All you taste is the banana. Yeah. You know? And I don't like bananas, like, fresh bananas. Mm. Never have. Really? No. It's a texture thing. A texture. That's fair. Is there, like, is there, like, a certain, like, ripeness level that maybe you could tolerate? Oh, maybe it? if it was, like, like, fresh off the vine, still slightly green. Then okay. I, but anything, if even it has like any kind of like black marks on it, oh no. Really? Nope. No. I like banana bread. Oh, okay. I was Who just going to ask yeah. that. Yeah. I like banana bread, but yeah. I cannot eat a banana. Interesting. 
a should because it's so great for you. Oh, Maybe wonderful. a banana a couple days, weeks. Not eating a banana every day is not that great for you. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's so interesting how people are different that way because like what you described as your worst banana is my best banana. And that's so many. Like a little bit of brown on it, like fully yellow, a little bit of brown. Like people at my perfect. work, they love it. I worked with a guy who would eat all the bananas that had like brown marks on him. I'm like. Like, it's just, you peel it, it's just like, it looks slimy. Yeah. I don't know, I can't do it. What and, about you? Yeah, at a certain point, too, like, I, I'm more on the banana spectrum, <laughs> leaning this way <laughs> towards Jackie than Russell. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So you're more, like, green than brown. Yeah, I, I just find that the browner they get, the more, like, they get, like, sickeningly sweet. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I'm not saying I like a brown banana. Like, I don't want a fully brown banana. I want... A yellow banana with a couple small brown spots on it. <laughs> yeah, they gotta be small though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it I gets agree. into the banana. Yeah. Like it goes yeah. through the skin into the banana. Yeah, like once it's like, like bruised like that, yeah. like or is it a bruising? Yeah, I think it was yeah. bruising. Yeah. But like once it's ripe into that like brown spots on the banana, I don't want it. No. Like I take those parts off and chuck them. But right before that, it like it's at its <laughs> optimal sweetness, but not. <laughs> That like mold, that like comp decomposing <laughs> level. There, the other thing about bananas too is you have to eat them pretty quick after you take them off the bunch. True. Oh, yeah. Like I, there have been so many times I take a banana to work with me, I break it off the bunch, and there's like you know one maybe two <clears throat> little brown spots. Mm-hmm. I get to work. I wait till lunchtime. By the time I get to it, the spines are all brown. No way. Yeah. Oh wow. But you probably yeah. keep, like, do you have, like, a, do you keep it in a cool area or, like, a warm I just area? keep it on my desk. I, yeah. Because I've heard that keeping them in the fridge makes them go black faster. That's true. Yeah. So, but, I mean, how could it I haven't done that much research that? on bananas. I actually tried, like, I used to save bananas. I buy them. Yeah. I think I'm going to eat them. Yeah. And then I put them in the freezer. And now mm. how many people put their bananas in the freezer? So on, many. Oh, I'm going to make banana bread. Yep. And then the bananas sit in there so long. It's like two years later, they pulled up like <laughs> 10 different, like single bananas out of the freezer. <laughs> so true. Oh. People do it all the time. I see it all the time. For sure. Yeah. No doubt. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I should get some bananas to make banana bread up. Nope. Not going to do it. It's not going to happen. It's too hot outside. I'm not throwing my oven on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, like, I'm not much of a baker. So Mm-mm. for me to say, I'd okay. I'd cook than bake. Like, okay, I'll keep these bananas out of necessity and maybe I'll make banana bread later. But it's like, okay, if I'm going to make banana bread, now I have to go to the store, buy everything else that I need for banana bread and then make the banana bread. Why don't I just get rid of the banana and (laughs) save money? Exactly. If you looked into my pantry though, I, if there's ever an apocalypse, come to my house. (laughs) Honestly, I've got like everything. And like when I go grocery shopping, even my freezer, I'm like, I just bought a bunch of pork because pork is so much cheaper than beef right now. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's yeah. insane. Um, I've got tons of canned food. I've got like everything. Everything. I, I can make like probably two weeks worth of spaghetti, homemade Ooh. spaghetti, because I've got spaghetti, like stewed tomatoes, all this stuff. And I was just looking in there, like even my baking stuff. I don't even bake. Like, why do I have all this stuff? <laughs> mm-hmm. But you go to the store, you're like, oh, man, I need nutmeg? Hmm, I better buy it. For what? What am I going to use it for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You only need a little bit for the recipe. But exactly. But then you have this whole thing of nutmeg. Yeah. So yeah. I got I to gotta stop doing this. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. Well, I just went through my fridge the other day on, what day was it, Sunday? And, like, got rid of, like, 
condiments that have been sitting in there, you know, you just collect them mm. and you forget that they have an expiration date <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, this one expired like five years ago. <laughs> that one needs to go. I don't know. I don't know if the expiration dates on condiments are really that I accurate know. though. Like ketchup, you can keep that thing in there for oh, yeah. a long time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts on condiments? I it's a tough I one. also have a bad habit of buying oh, oh a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in so we actually just cleaned out our kitchen as well on on Sunday. Such a great feeling, and, isn't it? Oh, it's so much better. We we just moved into this house in February. Yeah. And it's a lot bigger than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. So we filled it out really good, <laughs> and like stuff was everywhere. So cleaned out the pantry, found uh, not including what was in the fridge, two Costco sized bottles of ketchup. Two Costco-sized bottles of mustard, <laughs> three jars of hoisin sauce, uh, three bags of dried black beans. I've never made black beans from dried beans. I always buy the canned ones. I don't know why I have so many bags of black beans. Just <laughs> all these stupid things. And wow. then uh, today, the food bank knocked on our door and oh. dropped off like bags and said, hey, if you fill these bags with donations, we will come to your doorstep in a couple days and pick them up. Amazing. Imagine that. <laughs> That is, that like, the epitome of serendipity right there. Yeah, like, isn't that, that crazy? Is, it just works that way, man. Yeah. That is awesome. I love that. Some of my stuff I had to throw, because it's already been opened. Yeah. Right. Worst story about cleaning out my fridge, I opened up the fridge. I bought fish sauce to mm. make some Korean bowls. Mm. Open up the fridge, thing comes flying out. Oh, no. A brand new thing of fish sauce. Only used it once. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I went to Walmart to get it and it's like this size. Like It doesn't big, come in small it does not. quantities. It yeah. does not. It comes in like one size, yeah. smash all over my floor. Oh. Now, try to sop that up. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I was just like, whoo, <laughs> and, and the and, smell lingers too. Yes. And I have two cats. Funny enough, they didn't even have nothing to do with it. They are just like. I thought oh, they really? were. Just, I thought they were going to be in the kitchen, like rolling in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> out you go, indoor cats. You're now outdoor cats. Yeah. So I know. I clean it up, and then, and I could still smell it. And so I was like, okay, I got to do. So I got like I filled my sink up with like pine salt and just scrubbed my entire kitchen. <laughs> Worst. Never is it going into the side again. If I ever buy fish sauce, it's going. Into the fridge, yeah. Not in the door. When it fly, comes flying out, terrible. I was about to say I don't think you have to refrigerate it, but I should amend it to. I hope you don't have to refrigerate it. Yeah. <laughs> because I have a jar of fish sauce that's about. It's a few years old. Yeah, I don't and know I, if you I, have to refrigerate it when it's open. I haven't, and I've used it. Well, you're still alive. I'm what? still alive. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. of yeah, some of this food like. I kind of get irritated when people throw out sour cream when it's past its due date. Hmm. I'm like, mm, come on, people, it's sour cream. Yeah, it's already got bacteria in yeah, it. Yeah, it's like... sour cream. Like yogurt, too. Yeah. Okay, you know what? If it's covered in mold, oh, hell yeah, throw it out. Yeah. But sour cream? Come on. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot of opinions on best before dates and oh, expiry yeah. dates. and Tons. Like, some of that stuff is good for six months after. Yeah, you know what they say about but... they say about the per- the non-perishable foods. I was just reading online the other day. They're saying, "Oh, up to 5 years." Okay, so everybody stocks non-perishable in case there's like some kind of like you know, flooding like we had that exactly. time, right? Like and now you're saying it's only good for 5 years. Like 
No, my grandparents kept that crap for like years <laughs> yeah. and would still, you know, canned peaches, yeah. all that stuff. They would keep it for years and then they still eat it. Exactly. And I'm sure I've eaten it, you know, jam yeah. that was probably made like 10 years ago. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. And the science has only gotten better. Like canning science and preservative science and is way better now. Oh, like yeah. They can keep stuff good for ages. Jam, if people think that jam and honey go bad... It's so packed full of sugar. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not gonna go bad. Like you, you know what? If it you dip your peanut butter, you know, you know, cross contamination. Yeah, then mm-hmm. it's gonna you're gonna see mold growing. But if it's just strictly jam, it's not gonna go bad. It should be fine. It yeah. should be fine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I keep honey for years. And oh years yeah, and years. Yeah. They've found honey in Egyptian tombs. Right. Yes. Like buried with pharaohs. That's thousands like a few thousand years old really and it's still edible wow yeah i bet you that stuff is so expensive <laughs> like if you could buy it <laughs> yeah like i'm aged, sure you could buy it it's like right aged price. honey i don't know because it's usually buried with the pharaohs right so it's like yeah you don't want to disturb that no you'll be haunted for the rest of your life yeah, yeah but they take that stuff out of there don't they i don't know i think they leave it do they no, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they take all the sarcophagi and stuff out of the tombs. That's they? true. Because they got to put it in museums and stuff. Yeah, maybe I'm just being superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to take a, an Egyptian pharaoh's honey. That's no. like bad juju. Yeah, that is a yeah. little bit of bad juju. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they take everything out of them. Out of them. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I have no knowledge oh, of archaeology. Don't ask me anything about that. <laughs> and moving on from the history section. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh no, I love history. Dinosaurs. Hello. <laughs> yeah, they're great. What? Oh, what was that? There's that special honey they make in uh, South America or Mexico, I think. And then the type of bees that make the honey, they take it from a certain flower, which is also a hallucinogenic. Oh, goodness. So you eat the honey, and you can hallucinate off of the honey. It's so cool. Really? Yeah. Huh. Where did you get that one? <laughs> you can buy it online. Really? Yeah, 100%. Unbelievable. I think I heard about that. There's, like, a lot of countries where it's still legal. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just common. It's like cigarettes here. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah, you can just go to the gas station. Yeah, it's the same as the <laughs> You can go to the gas station. <laughs> just gonna take some honey here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one knows the wires are... Could be normal honey. Could be hallucinogenic honey. I don't know. Goodness, I just bought some organic honey. And I was making, like, I bought this. It's, I can't remember the name of the brand. But I got this, like, little clusters. And it was just, like, quinoa and, like, all good stuff. Okay. Dark chocolate. I was like, I'm going to make it. Because I do meal prep for myself as well. I do fasting. So, I'm like, oh, interesting. That's, yeah, so I was like, that's something I'm going to make for, like, breaking my fast. Because, mm. like, I was eating, like, hard-boiled eggs. And then... My coworker and I were talking, he's like, you're going to have huge cholesterol problems. And then I read up, I'm like, there's no cholesterol issues with hard, like, eggs. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I made up this big batch. Like, you know, your cookie cherries, cookie sheets? Yeah. I take a bite of it. It looks so good. And it took me, like, all morning to make. I couldn't eat it. It was something <laughs> to do with the honey. And it just, like, every time I tried it, I just couldn't eat it. So I brought it to work. Thinking, oh, I hope these guys eat it, right? Because, like, you spend a ton of money on these. Like, there's cashews and oh, almonds no. and quinoa oh, no. and uh, I toasted coconut and then dark chocolate. They just destroyed it. They loved it. Mm. I was like, oh, see? that's the. 
I was like so happy they enjoyed it because I was like, don't get that away from me. <laughs> yeah, at least really? it went somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's so bizarre that you had such a such and, a reaction. And it was the honey. I think it was because I've mm. eaten like regular honey. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Sometimes you can't go all natural with the honey. You just could go regular honey, eat it like normal people. Like I was trying to go really super healthy. Doesn't always work that way. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I wonder what, what the science behind that is. I don't know. It's still sitting in my cupboard. I don't even want to smell it. Yeah. I just, I, maybe I'll just bring it to work. They yeah. put it in yeah. their coffee. There you go. I put honey in my tea all the time. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But I just buy the, like the no name honey normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, bad idea. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And then I was going to make it this week, but I was just like still that feeling like, I don't know, like if you ever get that. When you've eaten something that doesn't really appeal, like appeal to you, right? And, and then I'm you just can't thinking about and it just is... thinking about it, and you <laughs> yeah. can't. I couldn't make it this week. And the guys at work, they're like, "Oh, you think you're gonna make that again?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll make it this weekend and bring it to work." And I was like, "Nope, nope, yeah. we have to wait a while." <laughs> you can't even work with it anymore. I can't work yeah. with it right now. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, there was in the same vein as that. There was. Uh, there's not a lot of food that I don't like, mm-hmm. but there's one mm-hmm. uh, specifically that. I can't do. There was a time I was doing home renovations. Yeah. Uh, and one of the clients for the company that I worked at, we finished hers. And so she invited the whole crew over for dinner. Mm-hmm. And she made uh, pasta. And one of them was just like a pasta and red sauce. It was you know, nothing fancy. Yeah. The other one was a clam linguine. Mm. Mm. And when I tasted it, all I could think of was the White Rock Pier. Like, I felt like I was, like, licking the poles on the White Rock Pier. Oh, okay, Like, it was just that really strong sea, salty. Yeah. yeah. I cannot do clams. No. No. Interesting. The smell of them just makes me think of the White Rock Pier. And I can't get it. I wonder if she had, like, were they fresh clams or? I have no idea. I, I barely touched it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because sometimes if you're going to buy fresh clams, like, don't go to the superstore and buy your fresh clams. Right. Like, yeah. you know, like, go to, like, you know, Richmond, you know, Steveson, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Because it should not have, and you should not be able to taste that much white rock, white rock that much pier, ocean. That yeah. white rock pier in your yeah. mouth it's supposed to taste like the ocean but not that much yeah, yeah. it was like you put it up to your mouth and breathed in oh you could really like, you could smell it yeah. oh yeah yeah Ooh, good thing man. you didn't eat it yeah i, I could oh you yeah. probably yeah, would have been you like could have been ill the bad batch of seafood <laughs> yeah. no but try yourself on clam again like if you go to like a a restaurant that yeah, actually I, I should go to a proper place yeah yeah, yeah. Because like I do normally really, like seafood. Like a, a nice cream, like a clam clam chowder or like a I nice do like clam chowder. creamy clam sauce. Like yeah, it yeah. can be really good. Yeah. Clam chowder is like my top soup. Oh yeah. 100%. That and French onion. Really? Oh, oh. I love the French onions. Oh, I'm, me too. <laughs> not a big French onion fan. No. Really? No, I just... Too much onion? Any meal where the onion is the focal point just seems excessive to me. Like oh. onions should be like flavor additive but it shouldn't be the main so you don't like onion rings <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> okay yeah. i do but my, my argument for that is are the onions and onion rings the focal point or is it the batter <gasps> see I, I i i like the onion and the onion ring oh i do i like a little bit of batter but i prefer like i i really i, I like onions right i like them in like sauces like every single sauce should start off with garlic and onion 
100%. That's fair. If yeah. you do not do that, then you're not making a sauce. Like mm. from butter chicken to like an Alfredo sauce to rosé, whatever you're making, probably should start with that. Mm. So you're right with onions should be in... In like, the background, yeah. But you know, they, they have those blooming onions now. Yeah. I've always wanted to try one of those. What is that? If they take an onion and then they... Sorry, people, you can't see us moving <laughs> our hands around. But they... Um, they slice it in all these different directions and it kind of just like blooms out and then they dip it in batter and then they deep fry it. So you now have like this blooming, so like now it looks like a bulb and you just pick off pieces of it and you've got these certain dipping sauces. I've never had one, but Mm. they do look good. I think it's a bigger thing in the States. Oh yeah, I think so. It's like an Outback Steakhouse. Everything's bigger in the States. Oh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would try that, but I just feel like it's like eating just onions as a meal just seems strange to but me. But what about the, the cheese yeah. on top? The cheese and the croutons. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Sometimes I'll the eat cheese... the bread and the crouton. Yeah, and then I'll be like, all right. Sometimes the cheese is like, they put a little, like a provolone is like a really stringy cheese. So if you put that in like the soup and it's super hot... You're like chewing on that. You think that you're never going to stop chewing. Like you're just like, mm, 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 mm. Oh. like <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. Greer, I think it's the one that pe- most people put in. in the, I think so. Yeah. But provolone, I've had it with provolone and it's like so stringy that you're just chewing on it. It's like bubble gum. Yeah. But I love that kind of cheese. Like, that's oh, so gross. do I. Oh, yeah. But. <laughs> there comes a time when you need to be able to just eventually swallow it because yeah. you have so much more to go. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I made it years ago. I don't remember what I put in it. I don't know. Have you, I mean, you're clearly passionate about food. Yeah. Have you ever considered like taking it to the next step? Maybe just like doing a cookbook oh, or. Well, I actually started like taking pictures of my meal prep and. Because I wanted to start putting it on Instagram for like simple meals for people or just like showing people that you can do a meal prep for a week. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you don't have to come home and always cook something, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was telling my, um, what was it? The guy that does, the marketing guy at work. (laughs) Sorry, Chris. (laughs) Anyways, um, I was telling him about it and he's like, that's a great idea. He's like, start taking some pictures and I'll help you recreate a new instagram page mm. but then it's too hot outside to do it like <laughs> i don't i don't have the the drive right now right like yeah. to yeah stay in the kitchen all day yeah because and... it's too hot yeah you know even opening up the windows i'm just like <sighs> and then to have the oven on no that's fair so this week's meal prep i was just gonna barbecue some pork steaks and make a salad but then i wasn't working today so i was like well that's gonna have to be till tomorrow <laughs> yeah so but that's yeah fair. Yeah. I mean, pork steaks and salads sounds pretty but yeah, good. Yeah, I do, I, do, I do have a passion. Like, if ever I ran into money, I would definitely open up a little restaurant. Okay. And I can I can actually see it in my head. It would just be, like, cozy and, you know, like... Yeah. Food that makes you feel good. Yeah. But, like, more on more, like, food that people want to eat, but just a little bit on the higher end, right? You know, like, I would not do a lobster mac and cheese because I personally would not waste lobster and macaroni that's fair it's just lobster it it deserves its own dish i've questioned that myself yeah like i've had good lobster mac and cheese but like cheese is overpowering yeah you're burying the lobster yeah yeah like 
I taught myself how to, you know how when you get a lobster tail and it's all like cracked open and the lobster meat sitting on top? Mm -hmm. I taught myself how to do that. Never done it before. I had so, so many like scratches on my hand mm -hmm. because you have to grab like a spoon and you're like, you're, you're opening it up and you're like spooning it out and it's so sharp and now I can do it though. Hmm. So yeah, I think lobster belongs with delicate things. It's, 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 an, it's, yeah. Quite, it's, yeah. it's a delicate meat. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys more, are you lobster or crab? I mean, I like both. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably have lobster. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't think that I've ever actually had real crab. Really? Yeah, I don't oh, think fair. so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one thing about crab is so finickety, it'll take you, like, forever to eat it. Yeah. Because it's just, like, these little legs, and, and so many people actually prefer crab to lobster, where I'm just like, okay, one, it's like taking bones out of a fish. I won't mm. eat fish with bones in it. Yeah. By really? the time, no, by the time I've like picked out every single bone because I have this fear of swallowing one and choking. And my parents put that into my head because mm -hmm. anytime like my grandparents, and my dad, they would always go ice fishing or just fishing in general. And they didn't bone things. You would just get your fish. And then, then my parents would pick all the bones out of it. Mm. Well, by the time I'm eating it, it's freaking cold. Yeah. You know, so... I have no desire to sit there and pick bones out of my it's food. so much work. No, no, yeah. thank you. Give me a filet. I'm good. So that's like, that's like crab. It's like you're mm. sitting there, like, you're like fighting for your food. Yeah. You know, like these tiny little legs and no, lobsters all the way. You got the big claws and yeah. so much more meatier. Yes, crab is sweeter, but lobster is meatier and you could just drown it in butter. Like. <laughs> I like that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so good. Sometimes, like when you get a seafood like that, like the like the garlic butter and the oh. sauce is just like the best part. Oh, so it's just, so good. You can take a bath in that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. even yeah. like escargot, like they always oh. give you that like, the really good garlic butters for escargot. Yeah. Oh. You guys like escargot? Have you ever? Had I, it? I have not had it. Okay, so one thing with eating escargot, do not think about it. Yeah. It's just like it's just one of those things, and like. I don't know, because I'm such a foodie and I just love food. I will, like, my sister will go camping mm. and she'll just make, like, a sheet pan of escargot. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. When we go camping, pff, nothing is out. Like, you're eating whatever. Like, we're having prime rib, beef dip, you name it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. We don't <laughs> camp anymore because they all have property now in Hatsik. But even there, like, it's always, like, you know, beef dip or whatever. But escargot, like, you look at it, you're just like, oh, this is a snail. Did this just crawl across my my yeah. garage, you know? And then they just look so funny. Hmm. So you just have to, like, if you stuck them right into a, into a muff, uh, the mushroom properly, and you just eat the whole mushroom, pff, so good. Yeah. So yeah. good. I've never really had a problem with weird stuff like that. Like, if it's being served to me, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fair. If it's packaged as food, it's food. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. Sometimes it's the texture for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, which is fair. You get yeah. that weird rubbery feeling on some stuff. Yeah. Like, even, like calamari. Cal I was just going to say calamari. I love calamari. Like that rubbery. It's like, mm, yeah. this is strange. I don't know if I yeah. like this. And I can eat calamari sometimes, but then there's just like sometimes I look at it and like you got the tentacle pieces and I'm just like, can't do it. <laughs> 
I just can't do it. So I just kind of cut squid out of my... No, it, I'd, I'd rather eat other things. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay, you mentioned earlier you were doing fasting. What's your system? What's your... So I started fasting when my daughter was six months old. Okay. So my dad is a diabetic, and so he did a bunch of research on fasting. And so he started fasting before he even had my daughter, and... It, his blood sugar, like they were gonna, they wanted to do like this case study on him, and at first I was like, okay, dad, like he was just losing weight like crazy, and I was like, I don't think this is good for you, but his sugar levels were coming back really good, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, obviously after having a baby, you want to start losing the baby weight, right? Get back into, so I was like, I'm gonna try it, and I've never been a breakfast person ever, like. You know what? My breakfast is like 11. Mm-hmm. I'm not somebody who gets up in the morning and eats oatmeal or anything like that. Never have been. Like, even when I was younger, my dad used to take the yolk out of my egg. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? He's sitting in the frying pan like... Because I was never a yolk person. Interesting. So, I, I got into it. And then, so I do like... Um, <clears throat> like, a, I fast for 16 hours and I'll eat for 8. The longest I've i fasted for is 24 hours okay so i won't eat so say i eat my last meal at six then i can eat breakfast and then people people think oh my breakfast is the most important meal of the day yes it is yeah but it doesn't matter when you eat breakfast yeah breakfast is breaking your fast Mm -hmm. that is the whole terminology of you know regarding breakfast so i started doing it and it's just become a lifestyle you know, like, yeah, sometimes, like, I don't have the opportunity to fast, so I'll just break it. But because I've been doing it so long, it's not like, oh, man. So, yeah, I, I recommend it for people. It's, it really does help, like, maintain your sugars. And when I say when I fast, it's not, when I eat, I don't, like, starve myself. Like, mm. I eat normal things, like, I'll eat pizza, I'll eat McDonald's. You know, but during that time where I'm fasting, no. Oh, I mean, I I enjoy my wine. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny. Because even when I was fasting and, like, I went from a certain size down to, like, like to where I am now. So I haven't really, my weight fluctuations never really changed. And that's, and I haven't done anything different other than doing the 16-8. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. We hear all kinds of interesting fasting stories. Yeah. Yeah. But then people like throw in all this other stuff like, um, what was that? The keto diet. Yeah. I I wouldn't do keto. Like, I think you should choose one or the other. I like the fasting one because it does maintain your sugar levels. And they say like, it takes... So when you eat a meal, it takes 12 hours for your body to digest the food and for it to, like, start, like, processing it. Right. And after 12 hours, so those next hours, your body is using the stored energy, like, you know, excess fat. So now it's burning that instead of the food that you ate. Mm-hmm. So it's worked for me. I mean, it's not it's not for everybody, I mean, I've had a lot of people say, oh, I can't believe you do that. And then I've had a lot of people say, I can't believe you've been doing this for eight years. Yeah. You know, so to each their own, really. I mean, 
I, I <clears throat> keto diet for me, like, I'm sorry, that's way too much work for me. I don't want to be counting. Yeah. What is it? Macros or whatever it is. <clears throat> yeah, ketones. Like, basically yeah. just, like, <clears throat> controlling the sugar and what you eat. And yeah. This way, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. You know? I know what I eat. I know what I don't. And to be honest with you, all of my fasting is while I'm sleeping. Mm. Right. So, who's, who eats while they're sleeping anyways? <laughs> Some people. But well, not some many. people, if you want to get up and eat, I'm hungry, but I've never, so yeah. yeah, it's easy for me. I've never eaten, I've never been a big breakfast person. Yeah. So it's That's just, fair. it's kind of worked for me and it yeah. really worked for my dad. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of untapped potential there and people mm-hmm. are starting to realize it and there's a lot more momentum with fasting, whatever way you <clears> want to do it. But yeah. yeah, and I agree with you that breakfast should be the most important meal of the day, but especially for you know, anybody growing still, Mm -hmm. like if you're still, if you have not fully matured, like physically, you should be getting all the protein and nutrients and everything that you need. Well, kids should not be fasting at all. I'm talking about adults. Like if you want to get into fasting, don't, kids should not be doing it. No. But when you're an adult and you want to decide to, to do fasting, when you're breaking your fast, your breakfast, um, they say that is your most important meal of the day. And Mm. it's true because the first thing that you're putting in your mouth to eat should be something eggs or you know like you you could have your bacon and eggs and your toast right Mm -hmm. everything at the end of the day is in moderation you know so you're not going to sit down and eat a loaf of bread (laughs) you know you have your two eggs your few pieces of bacon and a couple of pieces of toast that's your breakfast and that is perfectly fine yeah you get a good mix yeah that's nothing wrong with that you're breaking your fast and you're not eating a chocolate cake you know If you sat down and ate chocolate cake for your breakfast, well, now we have a little bit of a problem. Because yeah. <laughs> the first yeah. thing you're eating is sugar. Exactly. You know, right now you're blending, like, greens and, and protein, and, and there's nothing wrong with bacon. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I cook with bacon fat. All the time, yeah. It's so much better. Like, I don't use margarine. I haven't used margarine in years. It's butter or bacon fat. Yeah. So much more flavor and so much more healthier for you. People would disagree with me, though, but... <laughs> well, probably. Everyone yeah. has their own opinion. Yeah, I agree. Like, Margarine, usually... like, why don't you just, like, why don't you just eat plastic? Yeah, it's pretty close. Honestly, yeah. like... Yeah, I mean, if you have the choice between margarine and butter, I mean, butter just cooks better. Yes. Right? It's natural. It caramelizes properly. Yeah. It browns properly. And, you know, I usually, sometimes olive oil, too, right? But, yeah. You see, like, I do use olive oil once in a while, but, I don't know, bacon fat and the butter, I... I don't know. It's like natural, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first, first of all, bacon fat is just a natural product. Mm-hmm. You know, it just came out of a bake. It just came, sorry, yeah. just came out of a pig. Yeah. yeah. So, like, how much more natural is that? Yeah, very unprocessed. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't you use that as opposed to like margarine? Yeah. Where it's just like, who knows how it's made? That's fair. Does it even like does it even see a cow margarine? No. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's like all vegetable oil, like canola oil. Yeah, like yeah. no vegetable oil, canola oil are dangerous. Actually, like there's a lot of not great stuff in those. But I think olive oil and what's the other coconut oil are good. I've never tried coconut oil yet. Yeah. Does it taste like coconut? Um, kind of. Yeah, not super strong. Not super strong. Yeah. Mm. I think avocado oil is also good to cook with. Mm. But there's like only a couple of oils that are like. Yeah. Actually good to cook with. The rest are just garbage. Yeah. I just feel like... Where does the oil come from a coconut? 
uh, I assume the shell of the coconut. Yeah, I think like the like the flesh. Yeah, the flesh of the coconut. Yeah, yeah. They, they somehow process the flesh and get all the. Fat I assume out. they just squeeze it really tight. Yeah. And then... <laughs> it's probably what it boils down to, honestly. I mean, I I'm can assuming. see more avocado because avocado is it's already very greasy. Yeah. yeah, you know, I can see that, but coconut. I don't know. I guess yeah, there's yeah. definitely a reason it's so expensive. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the process for getting it out of there is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I guess for me, like, if you're doing, like, an Italian dish, like, you should cook with olive oil. Like, I yeah. don't know. It just seems right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's, like, you know, bacon and, you know. Like a carbonara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a white sauce with bacon. I'm like, okay, yeah. Cook with bacon fat. Go for it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't cook that much, to be honest. No? So I, I'm trying to work on it slowly, but. What do you eat then? Um, Eggs. Yeah. A lot of eggs. Because you have chickens too, don't you? Yeah. 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 I do a lot. I cook. A, I can do a great hard boil, a great soft boil, <laughs> a great fried. I can pull off a good poach. Um, but yeah, eggs are just so versatile. They are. You know, omelets, you just flip it over. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to, next week I'm going to start working on frittatas. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are easy to make. Okay. Well, it's just like, a, it's like an omelet, but you bake it in the oven. Yeah. Yeah, it's less work. It is yeah, yeah. totally Fair. less work. Yeah. yeah, interesting. You just mix everything together and then just, it's like quiche. Yeah. yeah. You ever make quiche? I actually <laughs> had, oh yes, I had made a quiche a long time ago. Okay, yeah. so it's like omelet stuff, like, and then you put it in a pie shell, <laughs> top mixed cheese in it, mm -hmm. put it in the oven, oh, now you have quiche. Yeah. So frittata is like quiche without the pie crust. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So there you go. Easy. We figured it out. Yeah. We figured it out. Now we've added to your menu. Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal. Huh, okay. I mean, I feel like we talked about food for another hour. Is there anything else we should cover? I could talk about food for another hour. <laughs> I mean, I know you love cooking. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can always come back. No worries. What you, you said cooking was your passion. Mm -hmm. What's the other one? Or others? Uh, what's my other passion? Um, my, my job. I have been in the same industry since 2009. So I'm in wow. the infrastructure industry. So I started off at um, a company called ArmTech. Uh, before that, no clue. Right. Like my, my dad is a crane operator. My brother's a crane operator. They're all in construction. Mm -hmm. And here I was, came from the, like the um, hospitality industry, and here I am. I was out of a job, and I applied to this company, and... The guy sitting beside me was actually interviewing for the same job. I'm like, dude's probably going to get it mm -hmm. because, like, I have absolutely no experience in this industry at all. And I got the job based on my personality. And that's what they said. They're like, you have a great personality. You love people. You are just, like, very, you know, out there and can talk. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I learned so much. Like, I was there for nine years. And then I went to a company called Corex. So these are waterwork companies. So everything we sold is underground. So you don't see them. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah. So like piping, like municipal service tubing, like main lines, everything that's underground that makes our water move around mm. and our sewers, that's what I was selling. And then, yeah. And now I'm at Bar Plastics. So now we, I, same kind of industry. And so now I'm more focused on like 
rainwater harvesting. So, oh. yeah, which is a huge thing for me. I just love it. Yeah. And I could talk about it for hours. Um, one of the big projects that I worked on this year was, um, I don't know, the Sunshine Coast has a lot of water issues, water restrictions, mm. and drought. Mm. And so one of my customers got together with a bunch of people on the, on the Sunshine Coast, and they bought 25 tanks off of us. Like, I'm talking like big tanks, like big water storage tanks. So um, check us out on LinkedIn for sure, because you're, you're going to see like the barge. Like, we were gonna, they were going to barge. I had crane trucks go to the barge and drop off these tanks, and they sent me a video. And it was so cool, like all these tanks going to Sunshine Coast. So these guys are going to fill them up with fresh water. And so now they have fresh water for the summer. You know, for drinking water. Um, that's a little bit different than rainwater harvesting where people are collecting rainwater. You know, like I actually pitched it to Rebecca's family. I was like, you guys have so much roof space. Like mm -hmm. the amount of water you can collect in our rainy season is insane. Now you can feed your livestock. You know, we can get you down to flushing your toilets washing your clothes we can get you down to drinking it mm -hmm. you know it's insane what we can do and i and i find it really hard to believe that so many people are not doing it especially like farmers mm -hmm. like you there's people pay for water to yeah. drink it to feed the animals and stuff like that like why not utilize what's been given to us you know and store it and now you can irrigate your crops you know, and water restrictions. Like, do you want to get a fine to run your hose off your house? You can just tap into your your tank and there you go, done. You don't even need to filter it. It's just rainwater, you know? So livestock, they drink like rainwater. Oh yeah. You know, animals drink rainwater. So why are we not utilizing this and stop putting so much pressure onto our water systems? Mm -hmm. You know, especially right now, like everybody's noticed like the amount of hot weather we're having and the drought issue mm -hmm. soon, like in our fire, like we do a lot of fire suppression systems where we put together like tanks that are uh, ready to be mounted onto trucks to <clears throat> transport places. They've got hoses, everything pumped, everything ready to put out fires. And this is the stuff that we're putting together for people because one, we have drought, we've got so many fires, like it's a no brainer really to me. No, it that makes is sense. like is super like I'm super passionate about it. Like I don't own my own house, but if I did, like man, like I was watering my lawn today because my whole backyard is mine and I was like, hmm, what a waste. <laughs> you know, like we just had rain the other day, like even that small collection of rain that I could have collected off the house probably would have done what I did yeah. with just using the house water, which they're paying for, you know? Yeah. This seems kind of weird, don't you think? Like, you have all this rain and you're paying for water that... to water your lawn? <laughs> yeah. Seems kind of silly. I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Zach? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it's something that I never really thought about is harvesting rainwater. I, I know my dad did it for a little <laughs> bit. He has like an acre of land out in Alberta and yeah. he was into, um, what do you call it? Like self-sufficiency for mm -hmm, a while, mm -hmm. like living off of his own land. As oh, living off the grid. And, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
yeah, it, it, I think you're right. It's definitely something that could be utilized more for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, because I'm sure that a lot of rainwater goes to quote unquote waste, right? Well, it just like goes it, back into the sewer system. That's yeah. just going to get flushed out to the ocean and or just goes back into the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just go into the groundwater. Yeah. But if we can utilize that and, you know, especially like Abbotsford and Chilliwack, there's so many crops, so many blueberry farms, yeah. so many cornfields, all that stuff. Well, first of all, why do you want to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Second of all, why don't you just use what's being given to us instead of like running? Like maybe one day we're going to run out of water. It'll happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. The way that we're going. Yeah. We're so, we, we just hoard on the resources that we have Mm -hmm. and we're not utilizing the stuff that's just being given to us. Yeah. You know, like here on your farm, like it's like a perfect option for you, right? Oh yeah. We've, we've, we talked about, we've been talking about it for years, right? Like what a waste, you know, when it's a, when it's rainy season and it just pours rain (laughs) Mm -hmm. all day and I'm like, what a waste. Like, we could just have a tub, and yes. that could be enough to, you know, do our wash down after milking. Yes. That's enough to, you know, filter through the, the drinking water. Mm-hmm. No problem. Like, yeah. you can get it down to drinking. You just got your UV filters and all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. You can get, like, heck, you can just wash down your farm, like, wash down the barn after mm-hmm. you're done milking. Like Yeah, it doesn't have to be amazing water. No, you're just washing it down. Like, yeah. why would you want to use, why do you need to use fresh water? You yeah. know, like, you can... Like, you have your gutter systems, right? So, like, off your gutter, you have a screen that's called a leaf eater that takes out, like, all your, like, bigger debris off of your, you know, your roof. Mm -hmm. And then you can go into a first flush system, which is, like, the first rain, like, first rainfall. It'll go through the leaf eater and then through your first flush. And the first flush will divert all the dirty water out back into the ground. And then everything else, the good water, will go into your tank. Mm, Yeah. And these are things that we sell off the shelf. Like, it's, like, mind-boggling for me, you know? I think it's just, I think it's just uninformed people, right? Like, they don't really think about it. But, like, in a perfect world, like, every, everybody's house would have a water tank on it. Or beside it or wherever. And everyone would just collect the rainwater whenever it rains, and you could use it for whatever you want. Yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, in our winter seasons, like... You know, we don't get enough, we don't get enough cold weather for the water to actually freeze at the tank. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'd be more concerned at the fitting at the bottom, like where the, where the water would come out. Um, that would be more my concern, but really you get like a big tank, it's not going to freeze. No. You know, like yeah, very rarely throw a heat pump inside, yeah. you know, we sell those too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's super easy. I, I just think we're just. We need to kind of get into that mindset, especially since we have so much drought and, you know, people are still like, oh, I have to have the best lawn, mm-hmm. you know, it's like fire season right now. People need to be putting out fires and where are they getting the water from? They're just draining any bit of like water they can get. Yep. So I don't know. That's my two bits on it. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm very passionate about it. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I, yeah. great. That's what we want. Yeah. I mean, we need people that are passionate about these things that normal people, or not normal, but other people the average person about. doesn't think about. Yeah. Like, I could, you could go through your whole life and not even have a passing thought about, oh, maybe I should have a rainwater collection system on my house, <laughs> right? It, well, you drive, when you drive from here to, like, Chilliwack, look at all the farms. Yeah. Look at how much mass 
amount of water collection they can like they can collect mm-hmm. with the roofs that they have. It would take them no time to fill up like a five hundred thousand or sorry five thousand U.S. gallon tank. Like no yeah. time at all. Sure. That's gonna last them a while, you know. Like filter it a bit. There now you don't have to use your city water, and put a drain on city water. There done. Feed you know water your cows, water your chickens, yeah. water your. Your pigs, whatever yeah. you have. Whatever it is, blueberry plants, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder, like, for the for the average household, though, like, what, I mean, what, what, what how, how big of a tank could you have? For, hmm. for, like, for your farm, oh, man, you have so much roof, like, mm. space, it would probably, you probably could have, like, two... Two or three, three hundred or three thousand gallon tanks on here, and yeah. Okay, so like upward, yeah, around like you could have. But 10, you're collecting 000. all the time, yeah, right? Exactly. So you're using and collecting, using and collecting. Mm-hmm. So like you could set them all your tanks up and, and then connect them all, right? Right. And then so once this one drains, then it just like, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just goes into the next one, and then yeah, just keep an eye on how much water you're using and. Don't be wasteful. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> like, really, how wasteful you, are we with water? Very. Yeah, and, like, when you get the water bill, you're like, what? Yeah. And it just gets higher and higher every year. When I worked for Iconics, we had a water metering system. That's what we did. We sold water meters mm-hmm. to the city of Surrey. So, you know what that you know what a water meter is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. People, you know, the city comes around, taps on your water meter. Yeah. Oh, it says how much water you've used. And I'm terrible too. I run the tap, heat it up, whatever. But if I owned my own place and I had something like this, I definitely would be utilizing. I actually want to put a rain barrels in my own place because I can see I, I can I can do whatever I want in my place. The landlords that because I have like a really nice landlords. I have the whole backyard walkout basement. I can cut the gutter off and put my own rainwater system in. Mm-hmm. And maybe I will do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not mine, but I would talk to them and be like, "Hey, like, would you rather me? Would you rather pay for me watering the grass, or you know?" Yeah, or just put in a what, barrel, like super simple. Yeah. Yeah. And then you hook your garden hose up to it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, gravity done. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I understand the passion. What is if you're if you're talking to a bunch of just regular people, mm-hmm. what's the quick and easy purchase or solution that anybody could justifiably put in? Is it rain barrels or is it something else? Oh, it's super easy. Yeah. Like when I got when I started working at this company, like I did I did a lot of like irrigation before, like help people set up irrigation systems. So irrigation is super simple. Like it's like gluing pipe together lateral lines blah 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 um this is even simpler mm-hmm. you buy a a tank a vertical tank um preferably like a black or a green tank because you don't have the the light hitting it so much so your algae you're not going to collect algae in the tank right because right. so much too much light you're going to have algae interesting uh, so these tanks they're black or green and the light can't penetrate the water so you're not going to have that whole algae growth and then from there it's just super easy there's like a fitting at the top of the tank so 
you cut your gutter off, you put this leaf eater there and it's got like a screen on it, just gutter falls into there and it hooks up to the bottom of the gutter. And then that gutter pipe into the tank and that's it. Unless you're gonna do the, the first flush where that's just like another fitting. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's so simple. And now you just have, you're just filling up your tank. You're not getting all the debris off your roof. You're not even getting like barely any of the like small, you know, small particles. And like, I recommend if you're going to do it, make sure you put your tanks like where you're not like tons of trees around because you don't want all the leaves and all the, you know, extra debris. Yeah. Yeah. And even like if you're living by the airport, you're going to want to start thinking about like pollutants, right? Like that still gets on your roof. So your first flush is probably the better option. It takes all of the pollutants out, puts it back into the to the ground, and then all the fresh water or, you know, rainwater goes into your tank. Mm. So you don't have the sediment as you would if you were just going to drain from your roof into the tank. Right. Because now you have to clean it a lot more. And then you're going to have problems with your your um, valve at the bottom of the tank, right? You open a valve, you're just going to have like, you, you can get clogged up, but they can yeah. always be clean. They're super easy to clean. You can have like, you know, pumps, pump truck come in, clean it all out. When yeah. you run out. It makes sense to me. <laughs> I'm like visualizing it in my head. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's really cool. And I think more people should get into it because I, I look around here and I'm like, oh, there's so much opportunity for people. (laughs) It's true. Like, how much are you paying? Like, why would you not do this? Yeah. I think, I mean, not to be conspiratorial, but I mean, I'm sure there is an aspect of, hey, you know, the city doesn't necessarily want to promote that because they're making a killing on... 100%. ...paying for water. Oh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, eventually people are just going to get to that point where, like, if as lo- as if you just keep promoting it and you it keeps making sense and it's a logical choice, mm-hmm. people will eventually see it and realize that hey, I'm spending this much on water and it goes up every year and I could just do a one time payment and put a water system in and you're yeah. good. Yeah, you could save. Yeah, I think it's, it's just people care about the nuts and bolts and just keep it simple. Yeah, because we're all kind of we're all driven that way. We're all driven like just like follow the leader, follow the leader, exactly. you know, we're not branching out as much as, and I'm not either, but I also don't own my own house. Mm-hmm. So I also do the follow the leader thing too, but we can get away from that. You know, we really can. There's so many, I was watching this program, um, over the weekend. It's, it's called, um, oh, geez, no, what's it oh, off the grid. Mm, okay. And I, it it's, it's on prime. Okay. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, people are like, and actually, I had a customer I was talking to the other day, mm-hmm. and I've seen him a couple of times. And I was like, so what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I bought this property outside of, of um, what's Pemberton. Okay. So he's like, I can't afford to buy. And he lives in North Van or something. He's like, I can't afford to buy. So I bought this property, kind of like his vacation home, right? Mm. And so he's doing all the, the, you know, water harvesting and all of that. And like, he's getting like fire hoses set up. So in case there is a fire that he can draw from his tank to put out any kind of thing. And I was like, that's so cool. That kid's like this, like that guy's like the same age as me. 
And I was like, so, like, you, he has no lights, no nothing. He's just starting off. I was like, I would love to do that. I'd be super afraid to do it on my own because, like, I was like, well, do you have a gun? He's like, I'm working on that. And I was like, well, that's probably a good thing to have yeah. if you're, because he's like, yeah, there's tons of bears out there. I'm like, mm -hmm. and he sleeps in a wall tent. Ooh. You know what a wall tent, you know what a wall mm -hmm. tent is, right? Yeah. It's, you can have the stove and stuff in it. And I was like, you're working on getting a gun? I don't think I would have had that before I yeah. got that place. I hope he's got bear spray at least. I hope so. Jeez. But how cool is that? I was like, he can't afford to buy a place, so he rents. But for his own, like, you know. Mm -hmm. To fill that need. Yeah. yeah. He bought, I don't even know how many acres it was either. It was like $300,000. I was like, <gasps> and he just bought this plot of land. And I love that. that. How cool is that? I mean, preferably I'd like to be close to water, like maybe a lake, mm -hmm. you know, to do some fishing or something. I don't know. I didn't I didn't really get that much, like, how close are you to water? Like, <laughs> do you have a lake nearby? But no, I was just, like, very impressed. Like, you know, somebody's just, like, so into it. And then when I was watching this show, there were so many, like, older people that are living off the grid. Like, and they're all using, like, solar and just... The things I was seeing, they were using, like, their own fecal matter, and they were making it into compost. Oh, cool. I know! <laughs> I didn't, like, I was just like, how are they doing this? Yeah, gardens, like, they they ate everything they grew. You know, they didn't purchase things. And so you knew what you were eating. Mm -hmm. You know? Exactly. I have yeah. my own garden, so I, I'm growing right now. I've got beets and zucchini and peppers and onions, tomatoes, and dill. Okay. That's what I'm growing right now. Very cool. My first time growing a garden, so we'll see how it works. Everything looks very nice. Everything's flourishing. Yeah. yeah. So, did you have Did you have to time it out, or did you plant it all at the same time? I planted it all at the same time. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's just go for it. See what happens. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> the beets, like, I probably could pluck a couple of beets out. Only two came through, but then I went and planted more, so they're sprouting out as well. Mm. But the zucchini just went crazy. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And this is the first time I've ever planted anything like this. When I was younger, my grandma, like, she had a huge garden. Like, she had pea, you name it, she had it. Mm. So, I was like, I gotta get, I, yeah. Yeah. Does a carrot not taste better from the garden? It really it does. does. Like, oh, yeah. you just brush off the dirt yeah. and just eat it. Oh, amazing. So yeah. maybe wash it a bit. <laughs> when I was a kid, we used to just brush off the dirt and eat it. Well, if, if it's water that you collected, why not? Yeah. Right? Well, my grandparents were on a well, so there was like, yeah, they're very, don't flush the toilet a whole lot. Like, yeah. Maybe. And they were also on like a septic system, right? So hmm. you had to be very careful what you put down the toilet. For sure. So yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. Wow. That's, that's, those are good stories I, to hear. I like that. I, I mean, I... I personally believe that everybody that lives in a big city deep down wants to get back out to the, mm -hmm. like to the wilderness, to mm -hmm. the outdoors, like just be around green. Yeah. Just way more than they think they do. Yeah. And as soon as they like get exposed to it, they're like, oh, this is, this is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. When I was watching that show, I was just like, there are people that came from, and there was like... It wasn't, like, from the U.S. It was all in Canada. There was, like, a, mm -hmm. a few people from British Columbia, you know, mm. some from the Sunshine Coast. Okay. So that's why I was kind of interested in watching it. I was like, it's not, like, from the States, right? Sorry. I'll let, 
<laughs> yeah. I just like, oh, this is Canada. Like, people are like, you know, Nova Scotia. You got people living off the grid there and here and there and Saskatchewan. I was like, this is so cool. So if you get a chance to watch it, yeah, it's, it's nifty how people find ways to like utilize what they have on their property and then like like using their own fecal matter to like make it into compost mm-hmm. like they didn't really get into exactly how they do it but i was like really? i can use my imagination yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like this is... and then they're like they're like they're like playing with it they're like this is like peat moss i'm like Hoo-hoo. yeah but Wow. It's just stuff. I mean, it's just, it's like, just soil. It just, like, goes in, goes into your garden, you eat it, goes back into your garden, you know? Yeah. It's kind yeah, of a circle it, of life, I it guess. It doesn't have to be gross. It's only gross if you make it gross. Exactly. So, no, that was a pretty cool show. Hmm. I liked it. Very cool. I think, yeah, more, like, I'm glad that that show exists. Mm. Because more people need to know that that's an option. Yeah. Like, you don't have to just do what everyone else is doing. Like you said, like follow the leader. Like you can do your own thing. You can go live off the grid and you don't have to go to that extreme. No. You can do a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, set up a rain harvesting system. Yes. You know, put solar panels up, whatever you mm-hmm. want to do. Yeah. Like why wouldn't people be using solar panels? Is it the initial cost of it? Is that what's deterring people? Like maybe we need to start lowering our prices on mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. If, if the world wants us to start stop using all of our natural resources or like those resources then why wouldn't we lower the prices of that kind of product so people can afford to use it right you know i think that's the thing is people the more people use it the more they jack the prices up true yeah you know so which is very unfortunate because then that deters people from using it makes it unattainable yeah Yeah. Yeah. capitalism at its worst Yeah. yeah you know if you know, everybody, it, it's its all over the place, like climate control, right? Mm-hmm. And the climate's going this way and it's going this way. Well, make it attainable for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, so that everybody can afford to, to do the same thing. You know, we have the electric cars, but who the hell can afford a $120,000 car? Not you know? me. I can't just walk out there and go buy a Tesla. No, no, I played the Tesla game with my daughter when we were going to school or <laughs> we're on the highway. Oh, there's a Tesla. There's a Tesla. <laughs> It's you more. Know? It's more than it was a year ago. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like they're rapidly increasing. Oh no, the Tesla game became really rapidly fast because <laughs> now there's so many more out there. Before it was just like, oh, there's a Tesla, and it would be like five minutes, and we'd see another one. Now it's like Teslas everywhere, but you're making it out of the reach of the common, not the, the common, average consumer. The average yeah. consumer. You know, like. I agree. Yeah. And that seems like all their all their things that they want to help with the climate is just out of reach for the, the normal person, you know, mm. the average working person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there there's people that are working on a cost efficient solution, but I mean, companies will try and make money. That's how yeah. companies work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the initial investment like on like a water collection system? For somebody to set up with a 1500 gallon US gallon tank and a leaf feeder, and you're looking at two grand. Yeah, that's not that bad. That's 1500 gallons. Yeah, yeah, for someone who owns their own home, like they could work that into price. Like, and yeah. then if you compare it, if you if you present that to them and then you show them how much water they would save mm-hmm. right away. 
I don't, I don't know what the numbers do you know that those numbers or uh well Depends it's funny when when um when you asked me to be on here this this, this was like a passion of mine for a long time and mm-hmm. i was like i really wanted to speak on this because i just think that people need to know and then my coworker, the marketing guy he did send me some from some like actual statistics i was like yeah uh, I'm not going to remember them, <laughs> but it is a lot. The yeah, The yeah. amount of the leaders that we use a day is quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know, imagine how many times you flush your toilet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Three, washing four, your hands. Now we have to wash our hands. Well, we wash our hands for 30 seconds and then now more, more people are probably washing their hands for longer. Yeah. You know, bathing, showering, how many times do you wash your clothes, right? Like I don't have a washer and dryer at my place. I hand wash. Really? I'm such a pioneer now. I've gotten so good at it. <laughs> I originally started because the place didn't come with a laundry, like washer and dryer. Okay. And it was kind of going to be one of those ooh moments, but I was like, you know what? I can do it. And so, yeah, I separated my whites and my and my darks. And originally, I was part- started in my kitchen sink, and I was like, you idiot, you have a bathtub. Mm. And I just realized this a few weeks ago. That why don't you put it in the bathtub? It's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I and I do like the whole agitation thing. So like I'll come back like every ten minutes and do 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 and like you shake it up, shake it all up like really. You, like, oh yeah, and then it smells so much better. The only hard thing is is wringing it all out. Mm, like course. it is kind of a pain. So I will, I will drain and then rinse a bit. Like I rinse and then I'll let it drain and then I'll wring it out. And okay. then I hang everything. So if you were to come to my house right now, there's just laundry, there's just laundry in every place that my cats cannot get. Because <laughs> one of my cats eats clothes. Really? Like, oh, yes. It's terrible. Oh, yeah. Rebecca can tell you. Like, she stayed at my house. Okay. And, yeah, her shirt was just sitting there. And the cat ate a massive hole. Like, not just like... Like it tore a hole in the shirt. No, not just tore a hole. <laughs> ate. Ate. Like, ingested. Really? Yes. You should see her, like, I don't know what's going to happen with her. Because, like, you can't leave anything out. A sock? She'll eat the sock. Oh, wow. Like, she'll eat, like, the the top of the sock, you know? like, Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't find the other part. She eats it. Yeah, it's in the cat. It's in the cat. You're not getting it back. No, and she's, like, she's quite big now. And I think that's all the fabric she's eaten. I can't see how that would pass through her properly. I never see it in her litter box. So I, yeah. I mean, like if it's natural fibers, it's not natural. It's your regular cotton. But yeah, like (laughs) it's under armor. Yeah. Polyester (laughs) and rayon. Like that's not breaking down. No, that's not. But you know, there's like, apparently there's this thing is called pick uh, or something. Mm, I've heard of that. Yeah. I don't know how to start. This is like a... It's a disease or what? Yeah, it's like a it's like a mental thing where you... And it affects animals as well. Yeah. Where you crave things that aren't food. You crave non-food items. Oh, interesting. Uh, so there's people, the stories of people that like all they want to eat is dirt or yes. like... All my cat yeah. wants to eat is mostly under armor clothing, but <laughs> as socks too. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's something in the clothing. Like if it's a particular fiber... Like what's it's under anything uh, under armor okay we'll just take these these leggings yeah, she'll eat, she'll eat these yeah interesting okay, okay. this is just like spandex she yeah. needs that she'd eat that you can't leave anything out so everything that i hang has to be under lock and key hmm. otherwise pff, cat's got it 
Interesting. We couldn't find my daughter's slipper for like four days. We had one slip. We she put her slippers out, and on Fridays we always bring the mattress out into the living room because we have our movie night. We order pizza. We sit oh, on the mattress and have our pizza. Love that. And then so she had her slippers beside her part of the bed, and the next morning she's like, "Mom, I can't find my slipper." Four days later, oh, the slipper just magically appeared back in the living room. No clue. I checked under the couches. <laughs> No clue where mm. I went. I checked everywhere I thought I would have been. But you found it back. I found it. There yeah. was no damage to it either. But the cat also ate her unicorn slippers. The ears <laughs> off of them. Oh. The nose, ear, the horn. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. It's terrible. I did not yeah. know that. I, I, like, I've heard of the people eating dirt thing before, but I didn't know it was like a, all the same. Yeah, it crosses over to animals as well. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. Very fascinating. It's only fascinating if you are not the one. True. Yeah. <laughs> and your clothes eaten. If you no, go to find your socks fun. underneath the bed, one sock's good, the other one's half eaten, and you don't know where the rest of the sock's gone. Oh. I can't imagine. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's a problem. It is a problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. Uh, I mean, how old's your cat? Uh, she started eating clothes. Well, we got her in... August of 2021. Oh, so recently. Yeah. Not that old. And she was just a kitten. So she's and then she's she's so. eat, she ate my spouse's like uh, hockey socks, his mm. baseball socks, all all of his Under Armour stuff. Oh no. Oh, and yeah. that's expensive stuff. Like yeah, spandex. because he would use it for like hockey, baseball, ball hockey, mm-hmm. and yeah, she, he had to buy a lot. Of Jeez. Stuff. Yeah. So now he knows that he just has to hide it into a closet or somewhere. (laughs) She never really went after my stuff. She did eat a jumpsuit that was very expensive. Mm. But she didn't eat. She just ate the bottom of it. But it's useless now. Yeah. Yeah. Like the pant part of it. Mm -hmm. Once you've started chewing on it, you can't wear it anymore. Exactly. You just feel like being like, here you go. Here's a snack. Eat my my jumpsuit, right? Like, I mean, does... (laughs) Does the cat also eat, like, a good amount of cat food? Oh, yeah. Or, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's normal. I'm not, we, our, I'm, other, I'm, our other cat doesn't eat anything. She's okay. just a normal cat. She's my $25 barn cat, mm-hmm. this one, the, the normal one. The other one, $200. The one that eats clothes. Eats clothes, yeah. yeah. My barn cat doesn't eat anything. She's, I mean... Just, she's just a lovely... That The barn cat, she walks on a leash outside. Nice. Yeah. Taught her how to walk on a leash. I see that more and more often, like people with like cats on leashes. I'm not doing it for a fad thing. I just she just loves to be outside. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't take her up the road, walking my cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's good. I I think more people should do that. Like if you have a fully indoor cat, like you should. Oh, she's a fully indoor cat. Like, yeah, take it yeah. outside. Like limited limited to the leash, but just take it out. Yeah. Let when I had her, itself. when I had her fixed, I didn't get the tattoo, because I was like, she's never gonna go outside, right? Mm. So. Yeah, so we take her for walks around the backyard. And the, the kids that come over, they love it. <laughs> so I got on her like a, like a leash that kind of like if she goes like this, like tugs at it, it will, it's kind it's not a choker, but it's like all I've done is taken one of those springy leashes mm-hmm. and then just like clipped it, put it over her head. So if she does jolt, it will pull her back. Pull back, yeah. yeah. So she can't, she can't escape. Right, yeah, cats are smart. Oh, yeah, she's very smart. Super smart. This cat, 
tears up like toilet paper, paper towel. I can't leave that out either. <laughs> that's but a she doesn't. Cat. She doesn't yeah, eat it though. That's a regular cat. Yeah, she doesn't eat it. I just come home and there's like an entire roll of paper towel <laughs> on the ground. I'm just like, oh my word. The last thing you want to do when you come home from work is start cleaning again. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. How do we get on the cat? <laughs> what were we talking about it's before? Just that? normal conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love this. <laughs> yeah. No, this is great. This is exactly what I was expecting. This is wonderful. Excellent. Uh, do you have a question, Zach? I have nothing actually. <laughs> no. Awesome. Covered the entire basis. <laughs> no, I just I'm really glad that someone is someone is passionate about this water harvesting thing because it's so simple when it's get explained to people. It is. Yeah. Like like you said, for like two ish grand. And then you save probably that. You can probably save at least that in the first year on water. Yeah. And ugh, makes sense. I think people are just like, oh, this tank's going to cost me so much money. Well, a 1,500-gallon tank is not that much money. Yeah. You know, in the long scheme of things, yeah. right? And in the fittings, like, you could just literally dump your rainwater. Because every tank comes with, like, a 16-inch manway at the top, which is like a fill hole. Mm-hmm. You can just do all of that in there. Done. Yeah. Comes right off your roof through the leaf eater. And if you want to get finer uh, sediments out, then you can go with the first flush and and then divert it through. There's also an inch and a half fitting at the top of the tank. You can divert it in there and out straight to the bottom. At the bottom of the tank, is there's a two-inch fitting, which you put a valve on, right? Open and close. Done. Mm. Hook a hose up. There, garden hose. Done. Yeah. Use the, the gravity pressure. From the tank for your garden hose. Can you yeah. imagine how much pounds of pressure that is to get through the hose to water your lawn? Yeah, more than enough to get the job done. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> like I said before, like it's just those little things that we can, anybody can literally do. Mm-hmm. Even if you have two inches of grass, like if you if you live in a house, these are things you could do. You can do the rainwater, you can do the solar panel, you can plant a garden you can mm-hmm. wash your own clothes there's so many things yeah. composting all things that yeah. people can do like don't get me wrong when i first started washing clothes i was not very happy about it and there are times where i would take it to my mom's mm-hmm. you know like drop it off and i drop off my daughter oh here mom here's my laundry <laughs> and that's mostly like towels and bedding because i mean who the hell can wring out a towel <laughs> like i'm like dropping this thing off and my daughter's on her barbie castle Right? Like, yeah. like hanging things on there. Like, I can't hang a towel that's going to be dripping all over the floor. There's got to be, like, a like a press or something you could get. Like, a hand Probably. press. Yeah. Probably. Whatever we had before the dryer. You know what? <laughs> I probably could make, a, like, a clothes hanger outside and, like, hang it outside. Oh, yeah. Just put a clothesline yeah. up or something. Yeah. Well, there's part of one. I just need to do it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But I then, you know what? The stink bugs. They're everywhere. I do not want to be putting on a shirt and there's a flipping stink bug in my shirt. So, no. All the... They just come flying at you. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have no... Like, they are fearless. Especially the brown marmalated stink bugs. Oh, I don't know the... the, No, it's... I only know that because we had a guest on earlier, a couple weeks ago, and he was like... He's the bug expert. So, he's like, this brown marmalated stink bug, they're terrible. We've got to get rid of all of them. And he's right. We should. But they're just evil. Oh, yeah, they just come flying at you. They just, like, and I, I don't care what people say about killing them. I kill them. 
Okay. I've never had any smell. Yeah, I've never smelled the stink bug no, smell. No, I've never had any yeah. scent either. Interesting. And apparently they say, like, once you kill them, there will be, like, more coming. Yeah. Well, I just kill them and I don't see any extra coming. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not like there's, like, a swarm coming in. Yeah, they're not like, just, like, waiting in the wings. <laughs> oh, one's dead. I better bring in, like, ten more. No, I, I, I kill them yeah. when I see them. And I maybe see, like, maybe two a week. Yeah. Okay. But I, I'm sorry. I can't live with them. That's like, fair. I can't live with them outside either. That's fair. You know, when I'm sitting outside enjoying a glass of wine, I do not want things flying at me. Mm-hmm. You know? And, yeah. It's not like bees where, like, if you kill oh. a bee, like, all the other bees know right away. They will come and sting the crap out of you. But it's like, stink bug, meh, whatever. Yeah. But I've never seen a bee like that, though. Really? What kind of oh, bee, like, killer bees? No, just regular bees. Like, like if, a wasp? If, no, just bees as well. Wasp as well. But usually if if there's like a bee on you and you like kill it, then the other bees, they instinctually know right away oh. that you killed that bee and they will come and get you if they're threatened. I'm an insect killer. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Well, other than like nice insect, like ladybugs and dragonflies. And do you kill like spiders that. inside your house? Yes. You do. Yeah. Yes. Do you not? I don't. In my ba- really? Yeah. Oh, in my basement suite when I lived in Langley, I used to have the ginormous ones, you know, like those big house spiders. Mm-hmm. I got up in the middle of the night and I was going to get water and one was chasing me and mm-hmm. I didn't have flip-flops. I always wear flip-flops <laughs> in the house, right? Didn't have them on because, oh, so many times. Like I could send you pictures of me trying to get rid of them <laughs> and they're like, they're big. Your mm-hmm. common house spider is quite big, but I haven't had any in my place right now. So I'm, but I'll kill them outside. Yeah. Cause just by chance they could get inside. So I kill them. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, at that point, like they're invading your home. Like, you know, you got free reign. Do what you want with them. <laughs> yeah. Bees, spiders, and the stink bugs. Really? And then when I say bees, I'm talking wasps. They're yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. like the devil bird. So I'm done with those. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for like wasps, hornets, they die. If I can get yeah. them, they die. Yeah, they do nothing for me. They do nothing. I don't think they do anything for the planet either, besides piss people off. I mean, there's supposedly they're in this life cycle somewhere. They're helpful in some way, but I don't see it. No, I don't either. No way. You can't eat outside. You can't even enjoy a meal. No. They're flying around you, landing in your plate, eating your steak. Look, they they <laughs> can have their place in the world, but they can do it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Like they're they're I I have no issues killing off this bloodline. Like their yeah. nephew, in some hundred miles down the road, they can yeah. have it. That's bumblebees, fine. you can pet a bumblebee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're harmless. Yeah. Yeah. They're so sweet. Yeah. Swaps. Bees. Actual bees are totally fine. Like you yeah. should never kill a bee. I worked with a guy who actually had one of those what are the what are those killer bees that we had during COVID. Oh really? Yeah. Like yeah, the Japanese honest, hornets. The yeah. Hornets, he had. Yeah. He lives in Washington. And he had one on his property. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. He's seen it. And I Ugh. was like, so this is real. This is not another one of those. We have COVID. Now we have, what were they called? What the, the murder the hornets. The murder hornets. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have murder hornets. <laughs> no, but that was a real thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's seen one. Oh, that's wild. I don't remember why, because they were actually lethal. They, well, I think they can be to like small children. Or yeah. Yeah, because they're like, they're probably like two inches. They're huge. Yeah. 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 Could you imagine one of those coming at you? Oh, my word. 
no, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then you just like once they're introduced into an environment, then you let them reproduce, and then they evolve, and then oh. all of a sudden they're like six inches long, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, it's like a freaking bird. <laughs> like one hit, like they can kill your cats and your dogs. And... <laughs> you're picking your cats up and taking oh, them off. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you gotta watch out for those guys. They'll. they'll That's grow. a nightmare. Yeah. That is a nightmare. Oh, that was that reminds me of a fun story. I, <clears throat> I had a friend living in the Yukon, and then uh, they thought it would be fun to put a, a video camera in an eagle's nest that they had. Oh yeah. So they're like, yeah, you know, they were bored. There's not much to do up there, so they're like, oh, we'll put a, we'll start filming this bird's nest because they had little eggs and stuff. They're like, oh, we want to watch the eggs hatch and all that. And then they thought it was great until the pile of pet collars got bigger. And bigger and bigger in the oh, nest. No. So the eagle would fly down and pick up all the cats and dogs from the neighborhood and kill them and eat them and oh, and bring them no. bring them to the nest. <laughs> so they took the camera down. Because <laughs> oh, oh everyone was upset because all their pets got eaten. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, there was no strays after that. People are watching it. They're like, "That's my cat's collar." Yeah, hundred percent. It was great. It was a good story. That would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, before we forget, um, a great question we'd like to ask is what, is there anything that you've ever experienced that you cannot explain? I was waiting for this one. Yeah. And I didn't know if I really wanted to tell the story because um, it was, when I tell you, you'll understand why. I kept it to myself for quite a long time. Um, when my grandpa passed away in... July of 2012, before he passed away, oh no, when he passed away, I asked a family, because my family is very much into open caskets. Oh. It's just like a, we're a German family. Um, so anyways, it was my first time ever seeing one. And yeah, because when my other grandma passed away, I didn't, I didn't go look. Um, so I asked my family, because I grew up with them in Hundred Mile House, so we were very, very close. And I lived with them before I moved down here. And my grandma was still alive, and she had dementia really bad. So we knew that, you know, when one when one person passes away, the spouse usually follows very quickly. And so I asked my family, I was like, can I just have like, you know, 10 minutes with grandpa before they bring him out to the service? And everybody was very accommodating. So I sat in there with him and I said to him, I was like, Grandpa, like, really would like if you could give us Grandma until Christmas. So this was in, this was in July. And that was the reason why I wanted to have this chat with him. So that he could let us have her for Christmas. Because losing her would have been just, you know, so close. It would, mm -hmm. makes me sad even thinking about it right now. Um... She died three days after Christmas. Wow. Mm -hmm. So the day before I went and seen her because we had to put her in her home because dementia is like a terrible, right? Like sometimes she would look at me and she could see me. And then sometimes she'd look at me and she would think I was a little kid, you know? And then sometimes she would remember who I was. But the day before she passed away, I went to the home with my mom and... She knew exactly who I was. Hmm. I laid in bed with her and I cuddled with her. And 
she's like, oh, stop giving me all these kisses, you know? And I got, I stayed at my parents that night and the next morning my other aunt was there and I was like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? And she's like, grandma passed away last night. Mm. So I got my wish. I got my grandma for Christmas. Yeah. So that's something that I can't, I think he was listening to me. I really do. Mm. Because I never, I never asked him for anything in my life. I, I've never, I've never actually asked anybody anything like really, oh, hey, can you borrow me this? Can you, you know, I've, I've kind of just done it on my own. So I think that, yeah, it was a little chat I had with him and he honored it. Yeah. So it's amazing how that stuff happens. I've heard so many stories similar to that where yeah. people hold on until, like, you know. Yeah. Not it's convenient. That sounds bad. But <laughs> until no, but a I, specific thing happens. As much as I can say, like, she probably wanted to go right away too because, like, she always asked, like, it was so sad. She was always like, she always called him dad, right? Where's dad? Oh, we had to, like, make excuses like oh he's gone hunting right or something like that because even if you told her that he had passed away she would get sad and then she wouldn't remember yeah you know and it was just like kind of like this cycle so you just kind of had to like it it sounds terrible but what do you do right like you're not just gonna break her heart over and over exactly you know so so we had a really good christmas yeah that's great yeah it's a bittersweet memory. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the one thing I was like, when you, when you asked me that, I was like, yeah, I'll share it. <laughs> it took me a while to tell anybody because everybody was kind of like, why does she want to sit with, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a room? <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for sharing. No, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I like that story. I really do. It makes you think. It makes you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you think that, like, you think that he could hear you? I think he was listening to yeah? me. Okay. He knew how close we were, you know, and it wasn't that much to ask. Like, it was July to December, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so it was only six months. So I think he, he could wait that long to have his wife back, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Hmm. Powerful. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I never know what people will say when we ask that question. Sometimes it's a weird, spooky ghost story. Sometimes it's just a feeling, and sometimes it's just a really something heartfelt like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had any spooky. I don't have any spooky stories. I don't know ghost stories. Yeah. Maybe I'm not in that in touch with it. I have no idea. I I I could have. A hundred different theories about it, but mm-hmm. I'll probably be wrong about all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun to think about, though, right? It is. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Zach? Yeah, I, I got nothing else. I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, thank you for coming on and Oh, and thank you for having so me. This and, has been so much fun. <laughs> yeah. No, we've thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm sure yeah. we could go on cooking more. <laughs> like, yeah. I, uh, I still think you should write a cookbook. I honestly do. I will work on it, actually. Yeah. Like, I just, would like that. Like, you could live your entire life just full of amazing food and all these fun stories. But I don't and... have recipes. It's all in my head, right? Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to do, like, a teaspoon of salt or, you know, a quarter teaspoon of pepper. 
it's taste. Okay. You have to have that palate that you can know how much. And like, trust me, I have put I've put too much salt in things. Of course. And I have my coworker at work. Like when I do my meal preps on Mondays, I always bring him. I'm like, okay, try it. Mm. And I was like, I've never made this before, and I never even tried it. Like, I don't try my own food. Oh, really? Not until he's tried it. Mm. So oh. he's, he, he'll eat it and he'll tell me, I'm like, honest opinion. I made pho for the first time. Never made it. From bones mm-hmm. and threw everything in. I cooked that thing for eight hours. <laughs> and I was like, this has got to turn out. Like, I didn't just spend an entire day making pho broth. For it to be bad. Yeah. yeah, I gave some to my boss, who's very much into fall, and my coworker, who's also very much into fall, and they both said it was very good. Okay, so you clearly just have a knack for it. I like, guess you just you put st- you throw stuff together and it just works. Yeah, it does. That's I a did. that's a great skill to have. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't say I have that. <laughs> no, but I, I love cooking, and I like cooking for people. Trust me, when it's just me, like, I have my daughter one week on, one week off, I make my meal prep, and then that's what I'll eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I eat chicken and rice for, like, an entire week. Yeah. Like, not just, like, chicken and rice. Like, I made it yeah. fancier. Make it fun. Yeah, I made, made it fun. But, yeah, that's what I do. And I eat a lot, of, like, I, you know, cut up, like, cucumbers and peppers and tomatoes and, you know, try to get your vegetables in. Mm-hmm. So I sit there and begrudgingly eat them yeah. because I know I eat too. I always, if there's something I don't want to eat, I just eat it first. All the yeah. time. Like eat it first. By the time you're done your meal, you won't even remember what it tasted like. Yeah. But I always have like a dip. Like it's either either ranch mm. or blue cheese. Preferably blue cheese, like the chunky one. I really like blue cheese. Really? Oh, pff. oh. Yes. Interesting. Love blue cheese. Oh, I'm. there's so many people that are so divided on the blue cheese dip. Oh, I know. Very much so. Like, if whenever you go for wings, like, and there's like four or five people, and then the waitress asks, or waiter asks, they're like, oh, do you want ranch or blue cheese? And then half the people say ranch, and half the people say blue cheese, yeah. and then you have to argue about it. Like, guys, come on. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll pay for the extra blue cheese. Give me it. Yeah. Because I love blue it's cheese. So I prefer good. I prefer to ranch. Really? Yeah, ranch is just kind of boring. Yeah, it depends on the ranch. Like, if it's a really good, like, buttermilk ranch, I don't know. That's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Ranch like, is just good on everything. I just well, like the tininess but... of the blue cheese mm-hmm. and, like, the, mm-hmm. the chunky, the cheese, the cheese, the actual cheese in it. Yeah. It's real. You know? It's yeah. authentic. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Hmm. Here we back to food again. No, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we I'm, just circle back. I'm, I'm with you on the blue cheese dip. Like, I love this stuff as well. Yeah. They should just mix them together. Why can't you have ranch blue cheese? Well, maybe I'll try to make that. Like blue cheese ranch. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Because ranch is just like buttermilk, it's dill, garlic, onion powder. That's really all it is. Really? really not that much to ranch dressing. See, I'm always amazed by like <clears throat> something as innocuous as ranch. I'm like, like me as the average person thinking, I have no idea what's in ranch. <laughs> like no idea. But okay, we'll look on the bottle, back of the bottle <laughs> and just like cut out like all the words you cannot pronounce. Okay. Like, you know, the beginning words? Yeah. Those are normally what's in it. And okay. it's normally like onion powder, garlic powder, um, milk byproduct, whatever, they, whatever it is, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. dried milk. 
which is weird. I actually asked Rebecca because I was eat, drinking in my iced coffee the Starbucks um, oat caramel macchiato. Okay. And I so I called her. I was like, "How is this milk? It's oat milk." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, "Is that? I don't even think it's milk. What? Like, how do you get milk from oats?" It's it's not milk. It's just labeled as milk. I oh. Mean, and they're. Oh, and it was the lactose free. I was drinking the lactose free um, cream. You know, like the cremo. Yes. I yeah. had the lactose free one. I was like, "How do you get the lactose out of the milk?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, but it said it was like dairy, like with Canada dairy on it. Yeah, yeah, you can get like lactose free is pretty easy to do. Yeah, she um, just told me some enzymes or. Yeah. She explained it to me. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I can go off about the oat milk thing. Like, that's a whole thing. But I mean, right now we're still working on, we're fighting it as an industry. Like, <clears throat> we don't think that you should label it as milk. It's right? not like, milk. It's an, it's an oat drink, right? It's yeah. not oat milk it shouldn't be a substitute for milk it should be it can be a diff. it can be its own thing but it shouldn't be it's like a fad. you pour a bowl of cereal and you put oat <laughs> oat beverage in. like it doesn't it's not the same all i can visualize is somebody's going out into like a oat farm or what what, what are they called grass farm green uh yeah i mean oat yeah it'd be a crop farm well, just, of some kind yeah just put that in water and there you go. It's essentially what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then just add a ton of sugar to it. Essentially. Because that's how you get that's how you get the flavor. Yeah. So I don't want to speak anymore on it because I don't want to upset people. No, that's fine. No, like I Because the first thing on it is sugar. Yeah, yeah. It is. You know, I mean, almond to... milk, <clears throat> oat milk, whatever other uh pea pea beverage, um pea. almond, um I've seen macadamia nut milk. Yeah. Really? It's like crazy expensive. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, honestly, that's just like, hey, let's just do a different nut yeah. and see what happens. Let's make milk out of this. Yeah, like coconut milk. You know, coconut milk is a little different, but... Well, coconut, I, I use coconut I milk. I love coconut milk. Yeah, I use... Phenomenal. Actually, that is actually, if you ever crack open a coconut, there's milk inside. Exactly, yeah. So that is legit. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't knock anybody for purchasing like those beverages. No, like, no. no problem. I have no issue with it. Like I have brands that I will suggest to you because I have some brands are better than others, and if you're interested, you can contact me. But <laughs> I'm good with the dairy. Yeah, like, like I have no issue with you. Like it's on the shelf. Buy it if you want it. But to to compare it nutritionally to dairy milk is ill advised. Mm-hmm. Like I don't suggest it. Like using it in the same way you use dairy products, it's not, it's the, just, same it's not the same. Okay. Like you're not getting the same flavor or nutritional profile no. as you do from dairy. I think people just have it in their head. Oh, it comes from a nut. It should be better for me. Okay, just look at the ingredients. Sugar, mm. sugar. I don't care how they want to pronounce it, like glucose or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Sucrose or whatever. Still sugar. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be your top two to three ingredients. Yeah. In those products. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, it comes from, it's, they're still made by farmers. It's still a good product to purchase. Yeah. But one thing is almonds, ridiculously expensive to make. And. Oh, hell yeah. Do you know how much. so much water. Do you know that they come from California, right? Yeah. 
And do you know how much water? Okay, they have a drought. We were coming back to like rainwater harvesting. Yep. Why are they not doing that there? No, they should. Well, I mean, if it never rains, then well, that's an the, issue. That's true. Like, but I, why are we, we? We could be who we like. Everybody wants almonds. Why are we collecting rainwater for them? If they want to have, they're going to run out. We're not going to have almonds one day. It's true. Like I have that. Ar- I've had, <clears throat> they I've, take so much. They take so much water. Yeah. I've had that argument with people. I'm like, what is the line that we draw? Like to say, should we have almonds at this cost? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we giving up to have almonds in our regular diet? And is it worth it? I don't know. Like almonds are really good for you, mm-hmm. but we use this much water. We use this many resources mm-hmm. This much labor, it's very agriculturally intensive. It uses up really good land. Oh, like yeah. some of the land in California is, it's like nothing else in the world. I was reading up about almonds. I was like, holy macaroni. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. That uh, actually reminds me of something because I still remember when California had that like seven year drought. Mm-hmm. And then they had, like they filled up all their water reservoirs and lakes with like these big black balls. Did you ever see those? Mm-mm. And like they tried to like stop the sun from evaporating all the water. <laughs> so they would like the sun would hit these like black balls in the water instead of like evaporating the water. I don't remember the details on it, but it was so interesting because they had filled all their water reservoirs with these big black rubber balls. I think they were rubber or something, but yeah, they like were really desperate for water. Did they, Did it work? I think so. Yeah, it helped. Yeah. It wasn't a solution, but it helped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they have so many states. They have 52 states. Yeah. Some of them get a lot more rain than the other. Well, collect it if you want almonds. Exactly. Yeah. Then just ship it over there. Yeah, the growing specifications for almonds is really particular. So I'm not sure if that would work or not. But, I mean, I'm sure whatever they grow in California, they could grow in Hawaii. But it's also really expensive to grow stuff in Hawaii. I yeah, don't, don't know. they grow macadamia nuts there? Isn't that where they come from? Or is that just me thinking like products and always has the... (laughs) Yeah, that might just be advertising. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where they make macadamia nuts. They're delicious. That's all I know. Oh, yeah. It's so expensive, though. Look, nuts are so good. Oh, yeah. You get like a mixed bag or... Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Oh, Okay. so hungry after this discussion. <laughs> I'm so hungry. What kind of egg are you going to make tonight? Uh, Fried egg, poached egg. Whatever the quickest one scrambled. is. Scrambled. Oh, I despise, well, I shouldn't say I despise, but I really dislike scrambled eggs. Why? Yeah, okay. Let me di- let me just preface this. Scrambled eggs by themselves. Okay. Like, if you're adding cheese and green onion and fun stuff, yeah, that's great. But if you're just cooking eggs in a pan and like mixing them up okay wrong you should not cook a scrambled egg in a pan okay a pot okay with lots of butter start off with the melted butter see that you're already better off than i did it low heat and stir (laughs) just bring it slowly okay salt and pepper toss in some chives you will love it that's fair i will do that most people this is them chuck it into a pan just on high heat, now you got burnt pieces, you know, or even mm-hmm. cr- you don't want brown anything on a scrambled egg. They should be just nice and and buttery f- and fluffy, fluffy yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. You don't want any brown. On, you do not want to cook them to the point where, and do never use milk. Never. Never. Really? You know what happens with the milk? I don't. 
it makes them watery. Mm-hmm. It does. That's fair. That makes sense. Butter, egg, salt, and pepper. Chuck in some chives at the end. Done. Okay. Don't put cheese on it. No cheese. It's just... Then you're not eating scrambled eggs. Now you're almost having an omelet. A scrambled omelet. Scramble, a scrambled. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're having a scrambled. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> now that's good advice. Now I mean, maybe you should try it. And then you'll, maybe you'll like scrambled eggs more. I have all of those things in my fridge. I will. See? Just don't use milk. Milk just makes it watery. And do not cook them 100%. Let the pan finish them off. Really? You know so much. Well, the pan's super hot. It's like when people make a cake, right? They're like, oh, make sure, like, when you put the toothpick in it, in the middle, make sure it comes out clean. Oh, don't do that. Make sure it comes out, like, still sticking to the stick, right? Because when you take it out of the oven, it's still, it's still sitting at 350 degrees. Right. And it's going to sit there at that temperature until it completely cools off. So do we know how long it takes it to get back to room temperature? No. I don't. So you're sitting at 350 degrees for quite a long time. So mm. that cake is still cooking. So these are, these are I think these are wise tips. You know, yeah. like... Well, to be fair, because like I make a really good banana bread, and I've had some really dry banana bread. I'm like, they're like, oh yeah, I took it out when it was like, you know, every clean, recipe yeah. book is gonna tell you to make sure the toothpick is clean. Yeah, I think that's... make sure the toothpick is still mm. like dripping, not really dripping, but make sure it's just pretty moist on it, and mm-hmm. then take it out because it's still gonna cook. Ah, uh, okay, that's fair. I think people just say that because they never want to serve anybody something that's undercooked. So they always want to be... Nobody's died from eating undercooked banana (laughs) I don't know if that's true. I would have to look that up. (laughs) Okay, people eat raw eggs. That's the only ingredient in banana bread that would make you sick. Unless it's the banana. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's going to be the banana. Hey, I don't know. Some of those like brown spots, who knows? (laughs) Did you ever see that video of that guy that opens the banana and a giant spider crawls no. out? No. Oh, it was Thank God very I scary. <laughs> I like couldn't eat bananas for like a month after that. Well, can you imagine? Okay, bananas are shipped all over the world from all over the world, it's mostly true. in like Mexico and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many spiders that come in those banana boxes? At least five. Tarantulas. I'm not talking like house spider. I'm yeah, no, like they're tarantulas. huge. I've never seen one. Thank God. But I've never worked in a produce department either, but I've heard stories. Yeah. Yeah, it's... People don't understand that. Like, look, these came off of a farm. They are exposed to insects and and wildlife all the time. And they they just take it off the plant and put it in a box. Yeah. Like, we're not doing... We're not putting it through a filter or washing it properly or... No. None of that. You just take it off the plant, put it in a box, ship it overseas. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yep. So whatever comes with... Whatever's on the banana, when you take it off the plant, it's coming with you. Yeah, and they, we're talking tropical places. Yeah. So. I don't... I mean, I don't fully know if that's the process. I'm sure I'm pretty sure I simplified it, but... <laughs> there's probably a couple steps in between. Probably. But for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Russell. What are the other questions I ask? I think there's only one left. Only one left. Only one that matters. What is it? What gets you up in the morning? What gets me up in the morning? (laughs) My alarm clock. (laughs) Just joking. Um, my daughter. Okay. 
she's she's what drives me every single day to be a hard worker and a great person mm. and and an example of what I want her to be you know like I want her to have the same life as I did you know to become like a strong independent person and to have like you know passions you mm. know and I think I'm doing a really good job you know she's a she's a really really good kid you know like she's just she's like loves everything that I love anything that I do she loves it mm-hmm. you know if I want to skip she wants to skip if she wants she just loves playing outside you know most yeah. kids are sitting inside right now playing video games if she was with me right now she would be outside in the backyard until it's gone time to go to bed yeah you know just talking to the trees <laughs> No, she's got two trees. We got two trees in our backyard. She's got their friends apparently the trees. <laughs> I and, hope so. And yeah, she waters them. She'll water my garden, and she'll hook up the hose into the tree so she can run under it as like a sprinkler. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she. And that's what I did as a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, we weren't sitting inside on a nice day. No, we were get outside. Yeah. Go make your own fun. Have an imagination. <laughs> yeah. You know, and she does. She does do that. So. That's what I, I want to give her the best life. And for me to be able to give her the best life, then I have to work hard. And I have to, if I want her to be a good person, then I have to be a good person. You know, so I want her to have the same upbringing I did. My mm. family is very hardworking. I have very hardworking siblings. And that's what I want of her. So that's what gets me up every day. I love that. Yeah, that's great. So Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, I've had is, a great time. This has been such a good chat. <laughs> this has been awesome. Oh, I've, I've never been more hungry in my life. <laughs> <laughs> just describing all the food has just been phenomenal. Uh, oh. And good luck on the birthday party as well. Thank you. Yeah. I hope you I hope you get the slip and slide, actually. I do, yeah. too, actually. I, I have a lot of work to do this week. So today was just, I had a few running around to do. Tomorrow... I just gotta start getting things together. I made a list of things I need to get, like candles, all decorations and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then I still have to weed my lawn, mow it, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. There's a Clean reason. My house. Yeah, there's a reason that we throw birthday parties at other venues, like, <laughs> I know. you know, at the <laughs> at the movie theater, or yeah. at the at the party place, or whatever. Like cleaning, getting your house and your yard to that level is just so. Oh, I'll have work. it done. Oh, I no, I believe you. <laughs> But oh, it's just yeah. like, where do you find the time, right? Oh, well, Wednesday I plan on, tomorrow's Tuesday, I'll probably just like on my lunch break go putter around and grab stuff. Wednesday I will do like the mowing and the weed eating. Mm-hmm. Thursday I'll clean my house up. My house is never dirty. I'm a little bit crazy. Yeah, okay, sure, yeah. No, no, I'm crazy about cleaning. You can okay. ask anybody. Okay. A little OCD over here. Other than that laundry hanging on everything. <laughs> yeah, that's, not, that's not dirty. That's just like clean <laughs> they're, they're stuff clean. laying around. Yeah, it's clean laundry. Exactly. And then Friday, we're making cake pops. So my girlfriend's going to come over and her and her daughter are going to help us make cake pops. <laughs> and then we're going to have our pizza night. And yeah, I just like cram. Every- I like I like just like, I like chaos, I guess, apparently. I love it. But you know what? <laughs> All of those things you're doing for people that you care about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're doing for, for it for the people you love. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. yeah. And it's not supposed to be that great of a week anyway. So like, Kenny will sit outside while I'm mowing the lawn. She'll probably do whatever, mm. you know. Play with the hose. Love it. 
which will soon be from your own rain barrel. Yes, I would like to do that. I'll talk to the people upstairs. Do it, yeah. That would be cool. And yeah, I have an example not? of what I speak about. <laughs> it's always best to actually do the things that we talk about doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, we love thank it. Thank you.